everybody, and welcome to Mostly Film, your one-stop chaotic shop for all things in the world of cinema. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan McCorder, joined by my beautiful co-host, J.P. Payton. Hey, what's up? I thought you were going to say Luna for a second. No, Luna's over here just eyeing this um, uh, hopper cake. I'm going to have to start crediting her as co-host. I know. Hey, Luna, you got anything to say? Nope. She sniffed uh, into the mic. She's been, uh, I moved these little bunny hopper cakes. I don't know what they're actually called. Next to me, Luna came and cuddled up right next to him, but she can't eat them because it's all chocolate with sprinkles. These little Easter bunny cakes. Mm, yeah. Um, but hey, listen, this is an exciting week for me because today we have some good news stories, have some interesting trailers, but really I'm ready to talk about Terry Gilliam on Thursday. Yeah. We did it. This is the week we close our Terry Gilliam chapter. Our, f- so, our first director in review. Yes. So yeah. today you get our trailer roundup. You get our what's new in the world of cinema, what we've been watching. And uh, we've been watching, today's going to be kind of a prestige TV conversation. Yeah. Uh, a little spoiler to, you know, tantalize your earbuds. We, uh, JP has caught up on Yellow Jackets. Love and it. ahead of me because I haven't started season yep. two. And then uh, me and my wife started The Bear. And that I time? binged the whole series or season one of Shrinking in less than which 24 is, hours. It's amazing. It was just so good. So we're going to be discussing those with some other films. And then we got a handful of news we're going to talk about as well. So did you have a good week? First of all, let me ask, did you have a good I, week? Yeah, I had a great week. Um, I kind of found a good uh, groove with uh, my movie watching. Yeah, I was shocked when I, when I logged on yeah, and saw a couple I, of the films that you'd watched. I'm going to try to watch at least two movies outside of whatever we're watching. Um, it's going to be harder though because there's so much good television out now. We're so. going into peak television because yeah, I still have the Mandalorian. I'm watching. Yeah, too. I'm, I'm. I'm. I've just. Did you ever watch? I know you probably didn't. Did you ever watch Obi Wan? Nope. Man, you should just watch episode like three on. Okay. You can skip I, could, the first. I could just like that. spark note the first two episodes. I probably won't assuming, but but um, I could do that anyway. So we watch. We have some trailers to discuss today. Yeah. Um. So I, I just want to go ahead and start with the the big one here, and that is Big Shark. <laughs> so this will tie into one of our news stories later. Um, so Tommy Wiseau, who is famous for The Room, the infamous room, which I haven't seen it, but you... Brock! Yeah. Uh, the disaster artist. Can't think of the name. Yes. James Franco, Dave Franco, uh, which kind of spoofs the making of Tommy Wiseau's room. The Room. Um, or is it just Room? It's The Room. The Room. Yeah. Room is the Brie Larson, Brie Larson film. Um, so Big Shark is possibly... Make Sharknado look like an Oscar-nominated film. This which looks, is a feat. This looks worse than most first-year film school. No, because you would actually have to get have the qualifications to, to get, get into, into film, film school. school. Yeah, like this is high school. Like it. No, I think I made a. I think my senior year Jackass film was better quality than this. Oh wow! So that, is that archived somewhere? I have the DVD of it here somewhere, but it's got like a. We might need to well, trailer it, round up that. Well, so it has like a burn on on the back of it, so it like skips out in the middle. Oh. But it, uh, inside the fire... Why did it get burned? Uh, probably marijuana roach. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty confident. Um, the Inside the fire by the disturbed place through the whole thing because we got in trouble filming it and when Mark... Because the teacher, one of the teachers saw us in a back stairway. We didn't yeah. know she was coming up and we were stapling one of the one of our friends' butt cheeks together with a VN sign. I'm glad we weren't friends in high school. And uh, that's actually a pretty good jackass prank. Like to end the movie, the end credits, sure. stapling your butt cheeks together. Yeah, with the credits on the, on with the, the paper? Yeah, the end. Oh, wow. Well, so that prompted and I'd gotten out of class. This is, sorry, going on a tangent here. I'd gotten like a get out of class free card for like the whole final semester of school for yes. the senior project. And now my art teacher was fantastic. But he didn't know quite the well. The, we were like 
cutting class to go to Mike Miller Park and all this kind of stuff. And uh, when they saw us do this, we got sent to the principal's office and he had to watch the video. And um, he was like, first of all, you can't have any sound to this film outside of introducing the stunts. The language is abhorrent. (laughs) Uh, Secondly, you're going to have to take the nudity out of it. And it was wild. And then uh, there there was this one, we called it the nut buster and the double nut buster. It's like, you didn't play, you went to CCAs, you didn't play sports. They're like football. They didn't know they have a football team. We didn't That's play what I meant, football. football. But they had this thing, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, that you like run through them. They're like resistance yeah. thing. And like you can pull them back. You know, they're like, a, I don't know, like on a spring. Yes. They're hard though, like concrete. Yeah. But they're like, you know, light kind of still. So my buddy like lifted up his, his you know, penis shaft and they pulled back the thing and let it pop his testicle. And then we did one called the double nut buster and they actually didn't release them at the same time. So it was bam, bam. I'm the more I listen to this, the more I'm certain we would never have been friends in high school. Yeah, it was my project too. And yeah. I was the guy who didn't do any stunts. Of course. I was the one who came were. up with the stunts. Exactly. I did a party boy. The I did directing strip. and producer. I did credits. strip okay. and, and party boy. Okay. That's that's the safe thing. That is. But anyway, uh when the principal watched it, he was like he started chuckling at that point. He goes, he paused it and he goes, The only good thing that's come from this film so far as I know, he said the guy's name won't be able to reproduce after this. Yeah. I was like, ha. That's funny. <laughs> anyway, there's, there's a little tangent. Anyway, so, um, yeah, Big Shark looks terrible. Absolutely. So, terrible. And I will try to find that DVD somewhere. I know it's in this house because I tried to watch it not too long ago, and we're going to watch <laughs> it next week. Um, so, any thoughts on Big Shark? We'll discuss it in our news. Uh, no. It looks it looks booty booed. Yeah. So, um, let's go to One Day as a Lion. This movie also doesn't look as good as I wanted it to. Because uh, when I saw J.K. Simmons, it's got can. I was like, hey, you know what? This might be all right. Then yeah. I watched the trailer. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so sure. I I wasn't catching everything. I, so explain the trailer to me. So Scott Can is a hitman. Yes, and his kid apparently is dying of cancer. And he, if he did this hit, he was going to get a big bunch of money, but he bungled the f- hit on J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Um. So now, but his kid is in court. Oh, he's in court, not cancer. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry, he's in the hospital. Yeah, he needs point. a lawyer. I, yeah, a lawyer. Yeah. Not chemo. <laughs> really. <laughs> Really missed that somewhere in the. I was like, I'm pretty sure he's this in is a like courtroom that, with uh, a judge, not a doctor. This is like that sharper and uh, the Are You the One trailer. We yes. really butchered that one time. Uh, anyway, so he he botched the hit on J.K. Simmons, and they have a shootout. Now there's a hit out on Scott Can's character by Frank Grillo. So another like Frank Grillo. Back I know. Week. Yeah, I know. So um, it's supposed to be it looks like a comedy action film, maybe. Yeah. Um. Kind of, kind of like a ripoff of the Hitman's Bodyguard in a lot of, in some ways, maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll probably, I'm, not, I'll watch it when it VODs. But um, other than that, it didn't really grab my attention. I don't know why J.K. Simmons really signed on to this one, to be honest. I mean, looks like he's a small role to play too. Yeah, it's no. He looks like he's the one that's after. Like he's the one hired by Frank Grillo's character to make the hit. So no, that's after, the big guy, the DJ Khaled looking guy. Mm, the one who goes to try to fight Scott Can while he's in his tidy whities yeah, but I think that a lot of people are out to get him at that point. Oh, so now it's like full think, circle. Yes. J.K. Simmons is now. Yes. Hmm. I think so. Interesting. I missed that. We I could tuned, be totally I, wrong. I, I, I tuned out a little bit during this trailer, which isn't a good sign for the trailer. So, <laughs> nope. yeah, it looks it looks very okay. So, yeah. one day as a lion, meh. We'll yeah. see. Um, so, which one do you want to do? Next. Let's do You Hurt My Feelings because you're way higher on this one than I am. Yeah. So uh, I'd heard of this one. As soon as I saw the trailer, you're like, okay, watch it. This it isn't was, a you movie. Yeah, it, this was uh, really big at Sundance. Yeah. I, as soon as I started watching the trailer, it I hadn't seen it, but it. I remember seeing like a teaser or something yeah. for it. But yeah, it's a Lou, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and um, 
So I, I don't know the actor's the other name. Guy's, the other guy. I can't remember his name either. But I've seen him in something. He looks like the guy from the 40-year-old virgin who knocked up Sarah Marshall or something like that. Uh, the spoof on all those movies. Have you ever seen that? No. It's really bad. It has some funny moments, but it was like one of those uh, scary movies or not another teen movie kind of kind of films. Yeah. Uh, uh, it has... the So the guy's name is... Tobias Men- Menzies? Menzies? Menzies. That sounds like a feminine product. Yeah, Tobias Menzies. I've seen him in a TV show. That's uh, he was in Casino Royale. Ah, the night manager. That's it. Yeah. That's um, it. Night manager, Underworld. Mm-hmm. Uh, night manager is for sure what I was thinking yeah. of. So, Which is, once again, fantastic miniseries. You should totally watch. Okay. Uh, Hugh Lowry and uh, Tom Hiddleston. Real good. So anyway, explain this trailer to me because even watching, I watched the whole thing. Yeah, I still don't really understand what's happening. It's not my kind of comedy. It's more like a anti-rom-com. Yeah, um, that that is probably a, a good way to put it. Um, the Letterbox description for it, the plot summary is just a novelist. A novelist who is um, uh, Julia... Lu- uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Yes. Um, famous from novelist. Yes, she's uh, the long a novelist. Longstanding marriage is suddenly upended when she overhears her husband giving his honest reaction to her latest book. Uh, the, basically, um, her character struggling to write a book. Her husband, mm-hmm. I think, is a is a therapist. He's a therapist, yeah. And so, you know, it it just kind of plays on. You know, they've they've been married forever, and kind of. He's been what? like shrinking her kind of in a manipulative way about kind of she's she accused him of gaslighting. I caught that. Yes. Yeah. Gaslighting. Yes. Her. Yeah. And the and the trailer kind of hints at like what like how big can a little white lie like how long can you you play that Speaking out? Speaking of little white lie that comes out soon. Little that white Michael Lies. Shannon film with has like all those characters in it. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that one. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this looks more interesting to me. I I I uh I was big on. um. Fleshman is in trouble. Oh yeah, this so year with Jesse Eisenberg. Um, yes, uh, which is based off a book. It's kind of kind of a similar premise of a failing marriage. It's a little bit more dramatic. Uh, the show is. Mm-hmm. Uh, this just seems like a really melodramatic, just easy watch with some great acting. I think we'll get yeah. uh, the son in this is also the son from you pointed to out Leslie. to Leslie. Yeah, I had like a whole Leo moment. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And uh, I loved his performance in Two Leslie. It was yeah. fantastic. A breakout in the making there. I love a dramatic comedy, and this is this is this gives it to that. you. Yeah, so I'm I'm good with it. I probably won't watch this. I'll watch it for you. It's all but right. it is an A24 movie, and I have a good track record with watching yeah. A24. And I don't love all of A24 movies, but hey, did you ever um watch Knock at the Cabin in the Woods or Knock no. at the Cabin? I so I was going back and forth on what I wanted to watch this week. I wanted to try to watch something that was released this year, and it was either that or the Boston Strangler. Spoiler: I Which, watched Boston Strangler. You watched the old one? No, I didn't. It says 1972 on your letterbox. So you logged the wrong one. No, because it had no. I promise. Because I I looked at it, like that's not the cover art for it. No. Yes, friend. You you uh, logged the original one, which I was shocked. So I thought maybe you were gonna see. Nineteen sixty eight, the Boston what? Strangler. That's the one you logged. All right. Well, I gotta change that. Because I was like, wow, good for you. You wanted to watch the original first. So well, that makes me a little. That makes me feel a little better. But also now I'm a little disappointed. I thought for sure you had uh I was like, wow, he really took a deep dive in the old stuff. Yeah. So you watched the Hulu one? I did. Yeah, with Kira. We'll Knightley. talk about it. I don't want to get ahead of it. But yeah. Well, I'm now I'm disappointed. 
On what? I was excited to hear you talk about an old film. Because yeah. I went through that a couple of weeks ago. Speaking of, oh boy, in a couple of weeks I'm off for nine days. You know what that means? Oh God. Marathon movies. One whole episode dedicated to what Jonathan's been watching. I'm going to blow my cinematic load again, baby. I'm not. No, no. I'm excited. You got to watch them too. I might watch a third of them. Let's see. I made a list um, for Tyler. Did I tell you this? No. Uh, a bunch of movies that he's missed that he hadn't seen. He's watching Gold tonight. The Zac Efron movie, which yeah. you also need to watch. So, um, so why Joss, uh, Jocelyn, I don't know where I was about to go with that. <laughs> I don't why Jocelyn is over here logging the Boston Strangler. Uh, the last trailer that we watched that is like a movie is mm-hmm. Biosphere. This is an IFC film, um, which I'm very good track record with IFC films. Um, and it's Mark Duplass and Sterling K. Brown, which I love Mark Duplass. Yeah. Obviously, you know, most people associating with La League, which is fantastic. Um, but he, his, he has a... I know I've seen Creep 1 and 2, but I don't know if there's a third or not. Uh, his, he know. writes and directs those and stars in them. They're really good. Uh, these little horror comedies, they're, they're great. And he also is in uh, The One I Love, which has Elizabeth Moss. And it's a... It's, have you seen the one I love? No. Oh, must thought, watch. For I you. thought you were prefacing like this is the one no, I love. No, 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 no. You must watch for you this week. I... Must no, no, no. Must watch for you this week. You will not regret it. Okay. The one I love. The one I love is brilliant. Um. <laughs> All right. I'm telling you. Promise me. This is like a. I need you on air to All promise right. me you're gonna watch the one I love. I promise. I heard it, and they'll hear it. JP under his breath said, "I promise you." I'll just cut it out. So, uh, no, the one I love, everybody, I'm plugging it right now because I've been wanting to rewatch it anyway. It's so good. It's one of the best psychological kind of thriller comedy. It's not really comedy, but it's it's just so good. Anyway, uh, so it's got Mark Duplass. So anything he's in, I'm all oh, in. Oh, yeah. It's got freaking um, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. I just said that. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Elizabeth Moss's name is not one that I recognize like until I see the face. Oh, yeah. It's so good, bro. And Ted Danson. Yeah, he's not in long, but yeah, he's oh. he's in well, it. Well, he's got some good billing. It's from. really a two-person movie. Yeah. Um, kind of like Biosphere, which is what we need to think about it. Anyway, um, Biosphere is basically um, Mark Duplass and Sterling K. Brown are under in this like biodome that you believe is underground and they don't kind of like a fallout kind of thing. They can't go above ground, but they're starting to question it and they like, keep getting progressively more exciting or excited about something. Don't know what it is. It's like a, people and they had like 500 screening uh reviews pop up on the screen you saw it i wasn't paying attention at that point it was like hilarious hilarious uh outrageous ridiculous like all this stuff one of the craziest films you'll see ever blah 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 and i believe it with mark duplass so i'm all in on this i didn't see a release date though uh but i think it comes out soon from what i'm gauging uh how how high are you on biosphere it looks like my kind of film yeah i mean i'm probably you are you having tepid expectations uh, about Biosphere, but you want to freaking watch You Hurt My Feelings? Yeah. Biosphere looks way better. And if you disagree, you hurt my feelings. It that was a nice little play on words. Biosphere, I feel like there's more potential for disappointment. No. I, I, I'm disappointed in the trailer for You Hurt My Feelings. You can only go up from there. So yeah. um lastly. And shout out to Tanner for sending this to us in a group message. Praying for Armageddon. So last week we paused the show to watch another Tanner recommended trailer called 
get out in Jesus name or something like that. Yeah. And uh, this one is in the same vein. It's like, I can't tell if it's mocking evangelical Trumpism, Christianity and into the world stuff, or yeah. if it's going to celebrate it. And it's a conspiracy Christian thriller. I don't know. It's got like a biker pastor saying that Jesus told us to buy swords and raise them in arms. I don't know what part of the Bible he's twisting, but it ain't, it ain't that. Yeah. I, I, I get the, I get the feeling that this is uh, more on the pro side of it. I think so too. You don't get those people's point of views without like, unless they trick them. Like uh, what's his name? Do used to do like uh bowling for Columbine, uh, Michael Moore. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, go behind the scenes and do it that way. Uh, Oh my gosh. Netflix used to have a movie up called Escaping Tomorrow, and this dude um, broke or would filmed filmed the whole movie in Disney World with his camera. Yes, he got banned obviously multiple times, but he found a way to sneak in. That movie was wild, and like in the Epcot Ball at Disney's, like where they take people up and probe them and stuff like that. Was it like a a docu series? No, uh, see what see if it's on Letterbox. It's called Escaping Tomorrow. I don't think it is. It was insane. the The cover of art had like a Mickey glove. With a yellow backdrop and blood, I'm having like a full flashback right now. Let me. I may be saying it wrong, but I think it's called Escaping Tomorrow. It was insane. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 2013. It's not on Letterbox. Yeah, that's it. It was on Netflix for a little bit. Things happen everywhere. Yeah. Where's it? Is it streaming anywhere? It used to be on Netflix, but I think it got pulled. Disney sued because he filmed all this movie at Disney. So, well, if anybody can find it. It's a weird movie. I can't actually say it was good, but really? it was interesting because I'm a Disney guy. So it was a fun. It was like a fiction that been wanting anything like a documentary. It was just a fiction. Yeah. Thing. Anyway, um, out of all these, what are you looking most forward to? You got One Day as a Lion, Big Shark, You Hurt My Feelings, Biosphere, and Praying for Armageddon. Uh, probably You Hurt My Feelings. I am Biosphere, and shockingly enough, Praying for Armageddon. Um, yeah. I don't agree with it, but I think I'll enjoy the laugh of watching this kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Um, you know, kind of light on trailers this week. But you know what comes out this week? What? Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, crap. Yes, I was talking to somebody today. I'm very excited. Yes. Oh, we're going Thursday? Possibly, yes. Possibly. We already agreed I, on this I'll, weeks ago. I, well, Thursday, yeah, possibly. Thursday night. Yeah, back-to-back weeks, though. I got. I go Thursday nights and Sunday nights to the cinema. Oh. Those are my cinema nights. Cinema nights? Cinema nights. Oh, cinema nights, nights baby. Cin- Sunday nights, not for me. Speaking of cinema nights... We've been watching movies, and let's just start with the big one. Yeah. We went and saw it together. Yeah. Opening night. Heck yeah. The man, the myth, the legend. John Wick. John Wick, baby. John Wick 4 is possibly the greatest action film ever made, and I am confident in that statement. I'm not saying it's the best, but it's one of the best. Like, it's a Mount Rushmore action film for me. I don't think I've seen a better film. I was talking to Dawson Day. Is it better? He's going to go see it this week. Is it better than Top Gun Maverick? I was oh, like, my God. Yes. I said, is it a better quality film? Maybe not. But is it a better enjoyable film? Like from yes. beginning to end? Absolutely. It's the best. It's a better, better action movie for sure. Absolutely. But like, is it a better movie, though? Objectively as a film? Probably not. But uh, that's not what I care about. It's a good movie. Yeah. But it's a great action film, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, so. I didn't end up writing our review. I have a part of it written. Same thing. I have like 60 reviews yeah. partially written now. One day, everybody's just going to get on Letterboxd. Like, Holy shit, Jonathan posted like 50 <laughs> reviews today. Um, my quote, though, was from uh, Tracker. Uh, that's, that's what his name was, which I loved his character, the dude with the dog. Oh, it's not Mr. Nobody? 
No, on Letterbox, it's Tracker. Yeah. Uh, or the Tracker. Um, where is it? Um, see, Letterbox has him oh, as the Tracker, or as, tracker. as Mr. Nobody. Mine was the Tracker. Mine has Mr. Nobody. Well, I must have changed it already since then. Yeah, I did it opening Anderson. night when I started my review. But uh, that's some. I said, heh, heh, that's some good shit. <laughs> because that's what he said at the end after that yes. uh, standoff thing. Uh, so good. All right, so give me your first hot take. So also, we're drinking Brothers Bond bourbon again. <laughs> so smooth. And these little rocks, rock ice is great. Yeah. I'm yeah. a fan of the rock ice. I, I like I like my stuff to be a little, little watered down, but it's still smooth. What? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Like a little, like it all nice. All right, anyway, give me your give me your John Wick for media I, takeaways. I, I don't think I stopped giggling like a little school girl school girl school girl until about 45 minutes into this like from the word go like whenever the freaking like bass kick like hits in the very beginning john's just freaking punch i'm not gonna have any of that whatever uh john uh john wicks like like Punching the bag and all that stuff and sound design is that great? Yeah, and freak Lawrence Fishburne's character is doing his monologue, which you don't see him for probably another two hours, but it's it sets the tone. Um, which we're left with John Wick three, basically assuming that John Wick is is dead and or like he's recovering or whatever. Um, but they I totally that. ripped Lawrence of Arabia straight yeah. at the beginning, which was great. Great opening sequence. And the soundtrack to this film, or the score, unrelenting. Just like the action. So, if you come into this film and you're looking for plot, I mean, it's there. Yeah. But this is an action film. Wall to wall. I I saw something today that um, Keanu Reeves uh, had 328 words of, like, just dialogue. Just 328 words. And probably 300 of them were yeah. 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 I thought that was pretty good. It was great. No, my impression. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. Well, it's getting, it's getting worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's getting better or worse. But, but um, honestly, and I want to give a shout out to Scott Atkins. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what his name was in the film. Uh, the heavyset uh, gambler guy who had all of them in the same room at the casino yes. kind of place. Yeah. He played he was, uh, Killa. He's basically a uh, kingpin character from Marvel, like yes. the kingpin. He's like this big dude, like probably like a six foot six, four hundred pound guy. Yeah, but was like agile, super strong, and like went toe to toe with John Wick. Like fantastic sequence, dude. Him and Donnie Yen. Oh man! Like I, first of all, the dude, freaking Donnie Yen. Yes, she's really blonde. No. I've only seen three Donnie Yen movies where he's one of the stars and he's blind in all three. Yeah. Rogue One, blind. Yeah. This one, blind. Another martial art movies where he's blind. I'm like, I'm starting to, I really honestly didn't know. Yeah. Is he blind? No. He's not. Okay. Well, he plays a great blind man. He does. But I I mean, that is though his ability to play a blind man. Play that. (laughs) Next level. I I, I, I don't know. Um, The kitchen scene though, Kitchen scene. We'll try not to give me spoilers because obviously this just came yeah, out. Yeah, brand new. No spoilers. That you talking about like the wait the kitchen scene or like the house with the top of the aerial view? No, the kitchen scene. 
where he sets the alarms. Oh, Donnie Yen. Yes, oh, Donnie Yen. Brilliant. Yes. In the in uh, what's his name? Yes. The the Japanese Continental. I'll, so I'll so I'll be honest. I love I love John Wick. I love Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. as John Wick. Um, my favorite parts were Donnie Yen's. See, parts. I, I I like Donnie Yen a lot. Uh, and I thought he was fantastic yeah. and a great, you know, anti-hero antagonist a little bit to John Wick, but um. Underwhelmed in the right word because I thought he was great in role for the for the role himself. Itself? No, no, he's great. Oh, and casting, no, I'm talking about like the character for me. Yeah, like the whole arc. And I was like, I'm not getting. I'm trying to figure out how to say this without spoiling. It was predictable. Oh, always. I this wanted. Is... I wanted a little more complex complexity because the moment they introduced him in the first conversation where he had with Bill Skarsgård, yes, character. The what was his name? I was going to pull it up. Um, uh, he was oh, the Marquise de. Uh, Marquise yep. de Gramont. Yeah. Um, so when Kane, which is Donnie yes. character, talks to the Marquis, Bill Skarsgård. Who's basically an up-and-coming high table member. Yeah, and they who's wanted... Who's trying to prove his way. Yeah, and the himself. table wanted John Wick gone, yes. as you know from the John Wick previous movies. So they gave him basically unrestricted access and to not break the rules, but flex them how he needs yeah. to to get rid of him. So he hired Kane, which is basically the... If, if it's not John Wick, you go to Kane to get something done. They pull Pretty him kind of right. out of retirement. And so without getting into spoiler territory here, the moment they introduced him in that first conversation, you immediately knew how this was going to play out, which that's, that's what kept it from getting a five star rating for me. Really? Cause okay. you gave it four and a half. I gave it yeah. four and a half. So for me, it was the predictability of the film. Yeah. They gave it a four and a half. <laughs> uh, and it's that one plot point really for me. And then I can't talk about, we can't talk about the ending. Yeah. That I didn't love either. Was it, to, for me, I I agree with you. everything you said. I agree with the ending was underwhelming. Yeah, the, especially knowing like this isn't a spoiler because we're not gonna talk about the ending here. You know, Chad's Detesky, I don't know how you say the, the yeah. director's name, and Keona Reeves have said that this movie does crazy box office numbers. They're gonna sit down in a bar with some drinks and talk about yeah. John Wick Five, and now that's confirmed. The studio heads are now saying you're making another John Wick Five with Keona Reeves. Yeah. Um. So when you put this film in context with the future of the franchise, you're kind of like, then why make the film the way you did? There's just some weird choices they made. And I, I think there's, I think there's symbolism as far as the role that John Wick can play in this franchise now. Yeah, it's it's. Um, yeah, I think I think this is in a lot of ways John Wick is a character that's always out for revenge. Yeah. Um, and what a fantastic dog nod in this film too dude, though in the, in the in like the abandoned hotel with the tracker i yes. love that that was uh, fantastic but i going forward i think we could see a different version of this character which i think would be great um i would love to see maybe a john wick that said more than 380 words without you know? half of them being yeah yeah because i you know john wick is or no, not john wick keanu reeves is an amazing actor i can't wait to talk about him yep. in one of the other movies that i watched um uh, but he's he's an amazing actor and he's kind of just been in his own like in his own willingness kind of been pigeonholed to this character of John mm-hmm. Wick and which is crazy considering how diverse his filmography is it's it's all over the place I know man. you got like he's got the stoner comedies and Bill and Ted he's got a staple franchise like the Matrix but then he's also got Speed as a staple franchise Speed for is, him I was I I almost revisited that one I I ended up Talk about it in a second, but I end up watching Devil Devil's Advocate. Great film. Um, and you know he's he's had some after the Matrix. He had a lot of misses. Duke and, Kaboom from Toy Story. Dude, that was one of of the Toy Story franchise. Like all the people that they had 
kind of come in mm-hmm. spotlight, different characters. His was the absolute best. Yep. Uh, Constantine was a big one for him. Yes. Um, I love a scanner darkly. That's one I've been telling you about. With uh, that's the animation style the whole time through. It's okay. Fantastic. What it's year? What year did it come out? Two thousand six. Okay. It's uh, Keanu Reeves, Robert Downey Jr., w- Jr., Woody Harrelson, Winona Ryder. What's the Letterbox review overall? Three point five. Pretty good. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, uh, there was another franchise though. I was thinking that he was in, or a big movie that he was in. He's been in a ton, but oh, the, I the mean, day point, the Earth stood still, baby. Point Break, like point early, early good. stuff. His first film where he's like the the stoner teenager. Um. Uh, it's kind of a drama. Uh, drama. Not Bill and Ted? No, no, no. It's totally different. Time. My own private Idaho? Maybe. Let me see it. River Phoenix, Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's whenever... That one? Yes. Yep. R.I.P. to River Phoenix. Oh, he was in Dracula too. as a main. I forgot that. Him and Gary Oldman. Point being, though, Keanu Reeves kills it, and he I would does. love to see him bring a different light to John Wick, possibly mm-hmm. in the future, but still kick ass. Ballerina got her... Uh, 2024 release date so kind of bummed I'm curious to know um, well yeah we can't go into spoilers maybe we can talk about it more in the future yeah we'll do a John Wick in review or something oh yes that'd be be good let's give a little bit of time for John Wick 4 to settle in because I kind of want to see it again in theaters to be honest like it was one of those I could see again on the big screen I want to see I want to see it with other people now that I've seen it for the one for the one scene alone in the house uh, this is one of the best the house one of the best in in chapter 4 yeah, one of my favorite films in any action film I've ever seen was in John Wick 4. There's this scene, this isn't a spoiler, this is just about talking about film work here. There's a scene in there where they're going, um, there's like hundreds and hundreds of hitmen coming after Wick, and they're in this abandoned like multi-story apartment complex, and all of a sudden you get like a Diablo-style POV aerial view, oh, room yes. over room. It never felt more like a video game. It was it, amazing, yes. bro. Like and so it, everything looks like a set piece because there's no roof because the camera is. The I mean roof. that was that had to have been fifteen minutes, like something like that. It, at least fifteen minutes nonstop. I'll be honest with you. I about kicked the dude in front of me. Yeah. In the theater in the back of the head. Over what? The staircase, the infamous now staircase scene where he falls down the staircase like forty times. Oh yeah. He goes. This is so unrealistic. <laughs> I wanted to kick the back of that dude's chair so bad. I'd be like. You idiot. Like, okay, first of all, I, I suspend my disbelief at the moment I step into a John Wick film yeah. in general after the first one. Like, after the first the first one, you maybe think, maybe there's like a blacklist CIA Navy SEAL guy who could do something like this. Yeah. Then you start getting into two and three. I, nah. This is just like... <laughs> I can't you know, believe that. You know. But yeah, when that dude said, he, lo- he looked at his friend and goes, this is so unrealistic. In like a disgusted way, I was like... You gotta be kidding me. I'm about to kick you down this flight of stairs in, this, in the <laughs> Cinemark right now. Uh, but no, John Wick 4 is fantastic. And the fact that Keanu Reeves did 80, quote, 86% of his own stunts, which yeah. is a very specific number. 85 even would be more comfortable. But 86 was the one I saw come out today. And that's a lot. And there's been some TikToks come out since then, of like the behind the scenes stuff of him like falling down, like Keanu Reeves falling down stairs, like yeah. the, the one. Impressive. Dude's old. Or older, you know? Yep. So um, John Wick 4 is comfortably for me one of the best action movies I've ever seen. Uh, when, when it comes to head, I think of running scared with Paul Walker. I think of, um, for me, I know this is an underseen movie, but green street hooligans, uh, okay. is one for me. Uh, this one and whew, I don't know. Maybe John wick three. I don't know. There's yeah, some John John, wick. those John wick films, man. They really, they, they really, they really get you. So, uh, 
Yeah, John Wick 4, I definitely recommend. Go see it in a theater. Go see it on a big screen. Go see it with some bros. Uh, go Or, you know, your wife, if she likes this, the, the shoot-em-ups, too. Yeah. So, um, yep, great, 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 great film. So, what else have you been watching? Let's stay on the Keanu uh, Reeves so train. I w- yeah, I wanted to stay... Oh, you had it pulled up. I didn't even know that's what you had pulled yeah, up. Look yeah, that. so I wanted to stay on the Keanu Reeves train. I wanted to kind of get you, perspective. You want to stay on the train, or do you want Keanu Reeves to run a train? No, I want to stay on the train. Keanu's train. No. Uh, so <laughs> I said earlier, I was going back and forth on uh, Luna. what was the movie that we'd mentioned earlier? Speed and Devil's Advocate. I watched a bunch of action with John Wick 4. Um, I know Speed's like high adrenaline. So I went with Devil's Advocate, uh, which I had not seen before, but I've it's heard good, amazing, uh, amazing. We both rated about. it the same too. Yeah. Keanu Reeves. Uh, it's got Al Pacino, uh, Charlie's Theron, which yep. great. Um, but Devil's Advocate, um, it's about an aspiring defense lawyer, Kevin Lomax, uh, when he accepts a job at a New York law firm. Uh, with the stakes getting higher every case, Kevin quickly learns that his boss has something far more evil planned. Uh, so You can go into, obviously, full spoilers yeah, for full a 1990-something movie. Yeah. Uh, so Kevin is a defense to- uh, attorney in uh, Florida where he basically... Uh, wins cases regardless if they're good people or not. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of there are points where he he's it's it's obvious he struggles with that, but he otherwise uh, suppresses it and gets the job done. Uh, whenever he's um, basically approached to uh, come pick a jury mm-hmm. in a case in in uh, New York, Al Pacino, uh, a different character. Okay, um, I forget his name, but um, yeah, he he's. Um, he goes to New York and basically knocks out of the park. He finally meets with the head of this firm, but he finally meets uh, the head of this firm uh, who is um, John Milton. Okay. Uh, Al Pacino's character who is very like just super chill, like not the Al Pacino that you normally get right. from a lot of movies. Very reserved and uh, com- very, confidently very reserved. reserved. Yeah. Um, and so he starts to test John. He starts putting more pressure on him. Meanwhile, his wife is stuck at home in this new apartment um, where she's basically going crazy. Um, one of the things that um, I didn't touch on the beginning is that when they're in Florida, you know, her mo- his mother is very religious. And whenever he's, he tells her he's going to take this job, you know, you, she's like, she tells him you're going into Babylon. New York yeah. is, is, is terrible. You're going to get in this in all this, all this stuff. It's, it's, a, it's a sinful city whatever you kind of disregard that but the more that kevin and his wife are in new york they're feeling the pressure of of the city the relationships the job um his wife um which the character's name is uh marianne marianne starts seeing these uh these friends that she's out with like transform into like demons and stuff so she starts having an actual mental breakdown right um Al Pacino's character like kind of comes on to her and Charlie's Theron. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Charlie's Theron as, uh, as Kevin, you know, kind of gains a reputation in the firm. He gets a really big case with one of their biggest clients and, um, basically has to, uh, prove that he's worthy of all this, all this, you know, all this money, all this reputation that he's, he's got with his new boss. And uh, as things kind of progress, you get the hint that uh, Al Pacino 
character, uh, Kevin or John Milton, is uh, kind of a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, might be the worst guy possible, and, t- and it takes a while. It to takes get a there. long I, time. I, I remember the first time I watched it. I've seen it twice. First time I watched it, I was like, "What? This is not what I thought this movie was." Yes. Then, but once it gets going, yes, it gets going. The moment, so the moment that uh, Marianne starts seeing these demons and stuff, you start thinking, "Oh, something, something's off with this." The first, yeah. the first trial that um, Kevin has, uh, he's basically defending a, a Satanist. Yeah. Uh, who's sacrificing a goat, whatever he gets off. And the guy is surprisingly really close with uh, Al Pacino's um, character. And so that's, that's kind of like when you get a hint of like, oh, this dude kind of might be into some shady stuff. Yeah. Well, after Kevin uh, basically wins the case for uh, this big realtor, basically, that killed his whole family, um, once he wins the case, Marianne um, actually ends up having a mental breakdown yeah. and starts cutting herself, whatever. And um, It's pretty graphic it's, for a 95 it's, it's film. It's extremely graphic. And, puts, and she ends up being put in a mental institute mm. where she therein kills herself in yep. front of him. Yep. After that happens, John or uh, Kevin realizes, you know, what's happened and uh, confronts uh, John Milton. And you find out basically this whole time that John Milton is the father of Kevin. Uh, you find out that his mother huge had plot visited, twist. Huge, huge yeah, plot did, twist. Didn't didn't really see coming. Even um, hearing you say it just gave me chills. Like, yeah, oh. yeah. You find out there's a there's a scene earlier on where one of the um, one of the partners of this firm finds out that his name, um, Kevin Lomax's name, was in some paperwork or something to where. He was like a next in line for partnership or or whatever, but he was he was basically his name was on record for this company far far along before he was actually brought in to work for them, and so uh, you find out basically that um, the mother, whenever she was younger, came to New York and slept with this waiter that she met. Well, that waiter ended up being John Milton, and uh, Kevin just does not believe it, whatever, and. Kevin or uh, John Milton basically says it's true and uh, there's more to it. I'm actually Satan. Yeah. Which is like needle scratch. Like you realize, okay, this is, this is kind of, kind of crazy. Yep. With the moment, the moment though, that um, John Milton kind of reveals he's Satan. That's whenever you get the best version of Al Pacino. Oh, like unhinged. Um, it's fantastic. Absolutely insane. Uh, the collar kind of comes on pop, kind of gets popped and yep. he's just like feeling it. Uh, he basically tells uh, uh, tells Kevin that he's gonna have to sleep with one of the employees that we find out is actually his sister, um, <laughs> which was just crazy. Yeah. Uh, he has to do that so that uh, they can basically birth the Antichrist. Um, and the the biggest plot twist for me, which I kind of saw coming, was that so this whole time, like. Uh, John Milton's telling him like this is fate like you like this is meant to happen this was always meant to happen you might as well accept it and as he is about to just slide it into his sister he pulls out a gun and shoots himself in the head so Keanu Reeves character basically dies and we are brought back to like one of the very first scenes in the movie where he's in a bathroom before this first trial whenever he is spotted and recruited for this job Mm -hmm. where he decides no I need to do the right thing and not go forward with this trial crazy 
So it's just it's he one was of, amazing. It gets better though. Yeah. <laughs> because he's approached by a reporter who basically in the very beginning of the movie was saying, like, give me some details, whatever, and he doesn't. Um, but the reporter's telling him, like, you know, we need to do a story on you. This is a great this would be a great profile. You would be, you know, famous. And he was like, nah, I don't know. He's like, Well, think about it. He's like, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And it was like cuts back to the reporter and it's freaking Al Pacino again. He was like, Vanity. I was like, I forget what the exact line is, but it's like, you know, vanity is my favorite sin because you can always get somebody with that. It's yeah, it was brilliant. It's it, it, brilliant. That was an extremely long review. I understand. But there's so much this movie. It is I didn't expect. so good. Um, this was honestly, it was three and a half for me. I don't know why. There was Same. just moments. I, I haven't seen it since probably 2013, 14. I probably yeah. need to do a rewatch. Um, yeah. But I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, but Keanu Reeves in this movie, though, it it was just kind of it was kind of refreshing to see him show a lot of range. And even in the movie, you kind of saw him emotionally kind of try to emulate an Al Pacino type, right? Because obviously, we find out he's he's his son. Yeah. Uh, but it was good, but it wasn't great. Right. Um, I agree. There there was just something missing about that film, from what I remember, and it was just yeah. All right. I was looking at some. Um, Keanu Reeves films on here. Yes. Because he started 121. Oh, wow. That's Eight or nine crazy. of them have an under two rating. Listen, Quite a few. The man will work. He's not afraid to work. No, I've never even heard of some of these movies. Yeah. And like some of them for good reason. Like there's multiple 1.9s, 1.4s that he's <sighs> like the head billing actor. Like one's called Generation Um, U M dot dot dot. <laughs> and it's a 2003. Not even like a young Keanu. That's wild. Yeah, it's it's something. I don't understand some of this, <laughs> but yeah, no, Devil's Advocate. We don't get a lot of films like that. Um No, it it and I'll be honest, like the the religious like aspect of this, which was a little bit more constant than probably my review kind of led to, but it was kind of heavy handed. Mm -hmm. Um, you kind of got the the stereotypical southern like you know, mom, I don't know, man. It, it, it was, that was kind of the worst part for me, uh, of this whole thing. Um, but everything outside of that, like Charlie's Theron, like she's great. Killed it in this. Great. Um, all that, I, I thought all that, I don't know what Al Pacino good. was talking about. That perm with blonde was perfect. Yeah. Um, and then just Keanu Reeves, Reeves is just like a Southern, I don't know. The accent was, was, was good, but not great. Like I said, when you're playing alongside Al Pacino, it's hard to yep, definitely hard to meet that level. So, man, I just found a it's like a six one point nine film for him. <laughs> like he, such a he he's kind of like a Nicolas Cage. He just does films. Yeah, no, that know? is that is the I don't know. If they're not this. They're not the same age, are they? They're close to the same age. Let's see, that show how old he is on Letterboxd. I just feel like that's a he that's, started a movie called Little Buddha in which he looked like this. What? No. Yeah. That That's Keanu Reeves. Looks looks racially insensitive. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you that right now. Wow. Uh I'm gonna have to buy it. <laughs> I think it's ninety nine ninety nine. So that means it's definitely probably not like a no. probably racially charged film. <laughs> it's yes. like a coveted after, probably because it's, you know, you know, something else. So yeah, uh Devil's Advocate. Obviously JP just gave it high praise. It is good. I need to revisit it now though, after hearing yeah, you talk about definitely. it. Um so I'm gonna start with an older one for me that I watched the oldest out of these. Actually, no, it's not the oldest. 
Uh, I watched Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. I've been wanting to rewatch this for a long time and just haven't got around to it for, you know, it's just an older movie. I've seen it before a couple, you know, a handful of times. But I hadn't seen it in years. Yeah. Let me tell you something right now. I bumped this up a half a star from four to four and a half. What a damn good movie. This is a fun, fun, fun film. And Disney doesn't make films like this anymore. Like, yeah. this is so good. And like, I think I sent you a video or something like, I don't remember, a snap or something. I was like, very few times in movies do you just see a woman that's like an angel, like looks like an angel on film. Kira Knightley is uncomfortably attractive in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. The first one, specifically. Okay. And I, I think it's like the Mount Rushmore of like cinematic beauty. Yeah. This film, Kira Knightley, Rachel McAdams in The Notebook, um, Margot Robbie in The Wolf of Wall Street. Um... I said another one. Oh, uh, Megan Fox and Transformers. Yeah. And uh, honestly, Jennifer Conley maybe in the hot spot. <laughs> uh, that was a different time, though. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but no, those, those four specifically, like, my gosh. Um, but those those other movies were like in the same time, like same like decade, though. Yeah. Not, not Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street was 2014, right? Uh, something like that but these came out in like 2003 2001 really Pirates was 2003 good god yeah we're old and the notebook uh wasn't that was early 2000s hang on I'll find out right now yeah I, I just feel like dude yeah no we are old oh man the notebook came out in 2004 so one year later Ugh. and Transformers I think came out in like 2007 Ah, oh, right on the money. Yeah. 2007. So we're like going on 20 years removed yeah. from these films. Bro. Wolf of Wall Street came out what year again? It probably was like 2013, 14. Hang on. Because I remember me and Tanner went and saw it and had like a little bit of a moral <laughs> Christian dilemma. <laughs> 2013. Yeah. Yeah. But so those movies, though, all those movies are within 10 years. The closest one was uh, Wolf or Transformers being yeah. six years apart. Yeah. The other one's being nine and eight. It's crazy. But yeah, anyway, so Keira Knightley, just just to start off, absolutely stunningly gorgeous in this film. Um, Secondly, Johnny Depp, stunningly gorgeous in this film. (laughs) Dude, attractive, attractive man. Um, Same with Orlando. There's just a lot of beautiful people in the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. But no, for real, in... What Han? I think it was Hans Zimmer, that who did the score for this one. I'm trying to go see, mm-hmm. how far? Oh, Klaus Badlet, composer. Okay. I swore Hans Zimmer had something to do with it. Hang on, I gotta find this out. Yeah, no, it's Klaus Klaus Badlet. Bum 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 bum. But it's not even that. It's not even. Um, I can't play it for copyright purposes. But there's another. There's some other sounds in that film that I forgot, like it just evoked a deep nostalgia yeah. for me, yeah. but also just like a certified, the whole freaking score is just certified banger after certified banger. Like some of the best originality that, listen, not John Williams out there, like so iconic, just amazing. The score elevates this film. Before, before Pirates of the Caribbean, what was Disney's biggest franchise? would you say live action not yeah. animated yeah like outside of yeah outside of something honestly animated. probably at this time yeah narnia 
No. Yeah, probably. And I'll find out. Nardi was Disney? They had the rights to it originally. Holy crap. They bundled it too, which is a weird because that's like the perfect home for them. Yeah. Who has them now? Netflix. That they'll do. They'll, they'll do be fine. fine. Uh Narnia came out in two thousand five. So that was so, before Pirates of the Caribbean. No. Pirates came out in two thousand three. Yeah, I meant to say Pirates of the Caribbean came out before. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't know what their other big live action. But I don't know if they had one. That's what I'm saying. Pirates I, may I, have been their big flagship live action franchise. I would say that. Kinda, well, they had Eddie Murphy's Haunted Mansion. No, but that's but this turned into a sequel. Yeah. Like a, a well, series. Yeah, yeah a, I don't, but they may have meant to do that with Han Mansion too. I don't know. Mm, uh, nah. I don't know. Regardless, this is like and I feel like we're finally getting back to this with like 65, Shazam 2, uh John Wick. We're getting back to cinema kind of stuff again. Like we're just movies are releasing. Yeah. This is like a film. Like this is just fun. But it's a good film. Like the quality, like I watched it on Disney Plus. I have the DVDs for the whole series yeah. franchise down here, but they brushed it up. It's all 4K. It looks gorgeous. Yeah. The sound is amazing. And it just holds up. Like you could release this right now today in cinema as a first time film and it would, you know, do, do, do numbers. You, so do you think they made the right decision with of making this uh, like a trilogy or, or however many so they ended the first, up doing? The first, um, the first couple are actually okay. Yeah. Um, like I thought the second one where we get uh, uh, Pirates of Dead Man's Chest, that yes. one was good. And we get Jonathan Price and uh, well, Jonathan Price is in the first one. He's the governor. He's uh, Kieran Knightley's dad. Who's the? You get Davy Jones, Bill Nighy's Davy Jones. Um, who's Bootstraps Bill then? Stellan Skarsgård. That's Orlando Bloom's uh, dad. Bootstrap okay. Bill Turner. I flipped around. But no, it's a it's a really good. Uh, I, I really like the second one, and then I think the third one. Is his at World's End? Um, yeah, because that's the one with Hector Barbosa yeah. comes back. That one's okay as well. And then it kind of goes off the rails with four and five. Um, different director too, I believe. Yeah. Um, so you know, you kind of gotta when you when you lose when you sign a director on to do a, a trilogy, then you decide you want to come back. You kind of need to bring the director back, probably in my opinion. But yeah. Um, I will say after watching this though, as much as I love Margot Robbie. This is a Jack Sparrow-led film. I don't yeah. know how you bring the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise back without Jack Sparrow, if you're going to bring anybody else back. But like the chemistry between Jeffrey Rush and uh, Johnny Depp was amazing. And like I haven't seen a lot of Jeffrey Rush films, but his character was just intoxicating as Hector Barbosa. Like, just a just treat to watch on screen. Uh, I didn't actually love Orlando Bloom that much in this, uh, in hindsight. Not wasn't great, wasn't the greatest yeah. performance for me. Uh, Jack Davenport though is James Norrington. Really liked his uh, performance, and he's kind of a staple throughout the show as well. Um, and then Jonathan Price. When I was looking at my letterbox in review, old boy is like my number one most watched actor this year because of Terry Gilliam and yeah. Empire. So I've seen six Jonathan Price films this year. So uh, on a, on a Jonathan Price kick. But no, this this movie was is just outstanding. If you haven't visited, Zoe Solanda's in this film. Yep. I uh, forgot about that. She just has a knack for finding her way to be in these mega franchises. Uh, but no, if you haven't seen Pirates in the Caribbean in a long time, I definitely recommend rewatching it. It is just nonstop, beginning to end, just a swashbuckling good time. I had a fantastic time in Pirates of the Caribbean. And honestly, I just watched it a week ago. I could watch it again right now. Like that movie is an under, I don't know if it's weird to say, I think it's underappreciated. 
Like it's got a three point nine. That's a pretty high rating on Letterbox. Yeah, I think culturally it is becoming more and more underappreciated. Yeah, it was um, huge I think, for years. I, I remember part like, of that. Part of that is it's been diluted because of Johnny Depp. And, yeah, yeah. Well, not not even Johnny Depp, but just like four and five. Like that diluted oh, yeah, the overall product yeah. of this. But yeah, the, if you're just first, talking about the, the second one. two films are like three point. Five and three point three. That's still pretty yeah. good ratings um, for sequels, you know. But um, John Wick is the exception for sequels. Yeah, they get higher each each each, each uh, release. But no, uh, if Pirates of the Caribbean, Crystal Black Pearl, fantastic film. Maybe one of my favorite live action Disney properties as a whole. Uh, as a, as the that that specific film. Great, great movie. Um, so watch that shit again. Um, second movie I watched. Um, let's go with Grind. You ever seen Grind? Did I ask you this? Uh, yeah, you had asked me. I have not seen this. Okay. I was a big, you know, loved Viva La Bam, loved Jackass, played all the Tony Hawk's games. I watched like the X games and stuff like that. Yeah. Was super big into like, you know, MXPX is my all time favorite band. So obviously because of that and like Five Iron Frenzy and all those people, like I was big into the skate scene even though I couldn't skate, but I, you know, I owned yeah. my Etnies and all that kind of stuff. So I loved all these like skateboard films and anything that had to do with like, you know, yeah, teen road trip angst, whatever. So in 2003, a movie named Grind came out. The only actors of note that you probably know are Mike Vogel. He's the main guy. Adam Brody. Um, you know who Adam Brody is? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were shaking your head like no. Yeah, I mean, good. A- Adam Brody, good Jennifer Morrison, and Bam Margera. That's about it. Uh, and it's got Christopher McDonald, which everybody knows him, but he's a you know Shooter McGavin, but he's just got a basically a borderline cameo. And you got Randy Quaid, Bobcat, Gold, Goldthwait, uh, Tom Green, Wee Man, Preston Lacey. You know, a lot of like who's who. Yeah. Uh, Aaron McGee, he's in it. Stephen Root, Clerks people, Jackass people, whatever. Anyway, it's about a group of guys who are like live in a small town. They're all skater, skaters and want to be famous, but they yeah. you know, can't get found in a small town. So they decide they're going to chase around the X Games tour and specifically one dude named Jimmy Page. And they meet Bam. They get into all these hijinks. It's like it's very much a teen skateboard comedy film. It's you know fart jokes and yeah. you know uh, party jokes and sex jokes, bathroom jokes. It's great. And it's one of my. I have a list on Letterboxd called my comfort films. Like if I'm having a bad day or if I feel sick or you know whatever, I can just turn this movie on and instantly feel better. Yeah, this is one of those films. Um, it's got a two point nine on Letterboxd, which is honestly probably fair. Um, I give it a three and a half star, which is also honestly probably fair. Yeah. It's, I can't even as much as I love it. I can't give it over three and a half. Couldn't <laughs> drop it below three. And there's, this, it has a hell of a soundtrack though, but I, there's this one part where, uh, the main character, Eric, uh, Mike Vogel's character is having this skate off against this, um, rival guy and they're going up and down this ramp and they play POD's boom, um, which was huge back in 2003, yeah. you know? But the scene goes so long, the song ends, it freezes while they're like it stops while they're skating. Then all of a sudden you hear "kacha" and boom starts again, <laughs> and they play the whole song again a second time. Like lazy editing. But were you a Blindside fan back in the day, Christian uh, metalcore band? No, they have a song called "Pitiful" and yeah. it was like huge. They actually live are performing at the X Games in this film, which I was like, like the actual band, which is. I loved that. Yeah. Uh, and like, so you got, I'm just a kid by simple plan. No effects. Like the soundtrack's amazing. Just a 2003 of punk and stuff like that. It's great. Yeah. Um, and then seeing Bam Margera makes me really sad. Cause this was like when he was young, young and healthy and like top of the world, yeah. even before like jackass fame and stuff like that. Yeah. Like 
it was just it's neat. Like if you were into like skate culture and you know pop punk music and like just like I don't know like I don't know how good to describe it. I can't think of another like the waiting. There's those fart joke films. Yeah, you'll love this film. It, it just and it holds up well in terms of like if that humor stuck with you then you're still gonna find it funny now. Sure. Like I laugh. It's more. Out. It's very nostalgic. Yeah, I still laugh out loud at a couple parts in this film. Yeah. Uh, so grind, ton of fun. If you like that kind of stuff, uh, I, I definitely was glad. I wasn't feeling well one night this week. Um, had some like poopy pains. Yeah. So I watched. <laughs> I watched grind and had a, had a great time. Um, why don't you talk about your second film? Oh shoot! What was my second film? Oh yeah, the not the not nineteen sixty eight Boston Strangler. Yeah, Boston Strangler. I I really don't want to. Keira Knightley though. Keira Knightley's in it. She, I mean, she brings it. And Carrie Coon. Yes. Which, uh, she's the only thing I know her from is the Leftovers, and yeah. I freaking love the Leftovers. That's where I recognized her from. As far as like, I've I've seen her in other stuff, but I remember her most from the Leftovers because I've I have actually never fully watched the Leftovers. You gotta watch it. I. Will but I probably will watch it with Caitlin because she started it and never. Oh, she never it finished up. it. Yeah. She oh, it's really it good. Up. I love Just. I have a yeah. man crush forever on Justin Theroux now because of that film. Yes. Uh, or show. But the Boston Strangler, which, as we had pointed out, there was a, a remake of it. I guess I don't know if this is exactly a remake of that movie. Well, the, but well, I mean, the, it's based off real yeah, events. That's, that's the thing. It's based on real it's events. So I don't know how events. much you can really credit any one specific work. Uh, I will say I'm I'm all for a true detective esque type of. Uh, Speaking of which, did you know Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey are getting their own like reality TV shows about their uh, reality TV show about their friendship? No. Is this gonna be so? Is this gonna be like it's an HBO uh, show? But is this gonna be kind of like the what are their names? Uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, the guy from It's Always Sunny. Yes. No, I don't think so. The way and like the picture, the, the cover art of it is of them in like a pool together, like just hanging out, hanging out. That's hilarious. I can't wait. They like because of the true detective, they became best friends. And this is like their that makes life so much in. more sense. I can't wait. Like this is I, I don't watch reality TV. I know you got to get home and watch uh, your bachelor. Finale. I, I was watching a little bit. I'm I'm out, man. I'm out. At, yeah. Everybody's ready for this season to be yeah. over. Are bachelor, you, are you, if, if you're are you team Gabby or are you team whoever the other person is? Gabby. No, there's no Gabby. Oh, there is a Gabby. Yes, there is a Gabby. I'm sorry. Oh, like, I've heard the name yes. Gabby. Uh, I don't care. I'm team I don't care. I heard this dude's a total cuck. He's he's something. So the dude who played Crunk. Crunk? Yes, in Emperor's New Groove. Crunk. Crunk, yes, Crunk. Crunk, Crunk, Crunk. Cock. Yes. Uh, the guy who does, boy, most, more importantly, the guy who does the voice of Buzz Lightyear in the animated TV series, which should be on Disney Plus because they released Buzz Lightyear Star Command on yeah. Disney Plus. I would sh- being, lose my mind. He, uh, he's uh, the Bachelor's uncle, and I don't think we saw him once. Um, he was, he showed up whenever uh, I think he was in the Bachelor, or whenever he's a part of the Bachelorette. But oh my gosh, I've only seen a couple pictures. Of Zach's his name, right? Yeah, they look alike. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But he doesn't have near as cool of a voice. No. It's, it's yeah, really he's also annoying. the guy, like, when you ride the ride soaring at Disney, he's the mm. guy with the flight instructor. Mm. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Boston Strangler. Uh, Boston Strangler, it's okay. Um, you gave it three and a half stars as well. Gave it three and a half stars. I think it tells the story well. Um, it's it. There's just not a whole lot of drama, which I don't think you can, or not a whole lot of excitement with the drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple moments where there is some suspense. 
but overall, it, it doesn't carry you through. Um, when I first saw the trailer, this yeah. looked more like a, I think would have been served better as a limited series. No, no, really? I don't think it had enough legs for okay. that. Um, because I think the character's role in all this, mm-hmm. like, I don't I, like. I give it credit; these reporters were were kind of instrumental as far as like pushing the story forward. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to discredit that, but as far as the role that was represented in the movie. I don't think they did enough. It kind of gave me that. like OJ, OJ versus the people vibes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it, it kind of had that, like visually it had that look too. Maybe that's um, what it was. And it, it's a Hulu movie. Um, so there was some awards talk around it before it released. No, no, no. I mean, Keira Knightley is, is good, but I don't think she's great. Yeah. Um, I think there'll be plenty of movies out there. that are going to be yeah. way better uh, roles, but yeah, I gave it three and a half. Uh, I like Do I have to watch it because I wasn't higher. Okay. No, don't have to watch it. Okay, well, that makes me one last thing I have to try to worry yeah. about then. So, Boston Strangler, I guess watch if you um really feeling it. Yeah, if you, if you like a true detect, like a true McKeer crime. Knightley doesn't look crime, like she does whatever. in Pirates in this movie. She still looks good, man. It's Keira Knightley. Keira Knightley, yeah. She's underrated, like, be- hitting Hollywood beauty. Yeah, she she just picks and chooses her work, man. You just don't see her that much. No, no, no. She's doing all those perfume commercials. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I also watched uh, The Good Dinosaur. Now, granted, I could log... 500 Disney movies from what I watch with Violet. But yeah. I have watched this one. You got to talk I love about it now. Because we've, it's it's not a sing-along princess movie, which I do love those two. Oh, I but, forgot one. I got to, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So she, I love Dinosaurs. Land Before Time and Jurassic Park were like my staples growing up, you know? Yeah. So like, I love that she loves the good dinosaur. Like, she loves it, obsesses over it. Like every time when I get home, Daddy, Arlo, Arlo, which is the dinosaur's name. Uh, you know the the youngest dinosaur who you follow, and she'll like hop up on the couch and wait for me with her blanket and like ask for Lulu. So we'll cuddle up and watch you know Arlo. So after like the fifth time, I finally logged this film. I gave it four stars. Uh, Letterbox said that it is a two point nine, which in one way is fair, in another way is not so fair. Um, have you seen the Good Dinosaur? No. I okay. Visually, this is the best looking Pixar movie ever, ever. Okay. Like, ever. Like, nothing's ever come close to looking as good as The Good Dinosaur. However, that's what makes this movie also so bad. This movie is 1,000% a highlight engine, like a demo product of what they can do. Sure. There's, like, literal minute-long scenes of just showcasing how photorealistic the trees and water and ground is. I'm for that. Yeah, but it really does take away from the plot. Yeah. Um, like Violet's always like basically she doesn't know how to say fast forward, but kind of basically tell me to fast forward. Um, it's a pretty straightforward story. You know, uh, Mama and Pa, it's like if Earth didn't get struck by the asteroid is yeah. what this film's based on. And um, the Papa, you know, Arlo's dad dies and trying to, you know, he was trying to save him and he has to go on this journey away from home, uh, try to find his way back home. And in the process, he finds this little human character named Spot. Yeah. And they end up getting this bond. And he tries, you know, they first hate each other and then they grow to, you know, kind of care for each other and find their way back home. Um, very simple, homeward bound kind of plot to it. Um, story about loss and reconciliation and stuff like that. Um, but, man, this is such a heartwarming film. It's a gorgeous film to look at. Uh, I don't understand what the high, the the dislike around this film is. I know people say it's, you know, it is overly simple, which I mean, it is, but I don't think that's a negative. So, um, 
you know, it's a really fun film. And I think Disney kind of missed the opportunity to franchise it a little bit more. Uh, I would have liked to have seen more in because uh, I see I see what you're logging over there. Uh, I think it would have been we there. They, Disney doesn't have anything in the uh, mm-hmm. dinosaur market anymore. Yeah. So speaking of dinosaurs, yeah. I totally forgot and I spaced out because there's a whole day where I watch the movies with my wife. Uh my wife has terrible taste in movies. Yes. She even keeps a list of movies that she wants to watch whenever she says, I'm going to pick the movie mm-hmm. and they're all terrible. Um, but this one, however, was all right. It's one of my all time favorite Disney films. It was the 2000 movie dinosaur, which yep. if we're being honest, this movie has all touched our lives because if you were a child, if you're a millennial or earlier, you uh, grew up going through McDonald's drive through where you were given. I feel like those, Happy Meal toys were like forever, and those like are good quality. Year, too. Yeah, but those they don't make McDonald's them like they used to, man. Good toys. They do not make them like they used to. But anyways, dinosaur like that was the first realization of what CGI could be in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of like a full CGI movie. Yep. And uh, it doesn't. Hold, it does not hold up. No, I was to say it is a it is a solid it's, three star. It's blocky as hell. Yes. Um, I haven't revisited now, it in years. I gave it four on memory. Now there are there are sets where there are set pieces where it's obvious they're they're filming something realistic and, mm-hmm. and obviously overlaying CGI, uh, but the full on CGI stuff just does not work. It looks like it looks like Attack of the Clones level bad yeah. CGI. Um, Who did it better, two thousand dinosaur or dinosaur? Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> oh yeah. That's wild. Uh, but yeah, the story. I mean, it's a kids' movie, so I can't. But, see, I can't no, one thing I do remember, I do feel like the plot itself is actually not so bad. No. Uh, and it's like just, the Carnotaurs, great character design. Yes, which looking back, like you're as <laughs> as an adult, uh, realizing that the carnival, like the carnivores, the like, Carnotaurs, well, the just te- just the meat oh, eaters. Yeah, like they don't speak. Like mm. they don't have dialogue with the other herbivores. Yeah. And, you know, just always wonder, they're chads. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I always wonder like, how do these people communicate? Well, it's a kid's movie. Yeah. Uh, but just also knowing, you know, it's, I don't know. It was good. Um, it, it was nice to kind of revisit that and, and kind of notice 23 years now, like how much has changed. So you saw this when you were a kid though. Oh yes. Okay. I watched this multiple times. So as you're, a kid. there's a big rumor going around that they're closing this ride at Disney. Maybe this, I ride, this I year. I never rode the ride. You're going this year, right? I'm going in October. Ride it because you may not get another chance. Okay, yeah. uh, I'm going in about a month and yeah. I'm going to make sure to ride this ride because maybe the end. Wow. And like one of the, in the introductory for the film or for the ride, you're in this like a, uh, before you get, because it's based on this ride, Aladar, Aladon, you know, you're going to find him and bring him yeah. back to save him so you can study him. But Mrs. Huxtable is your tour guide oh. for like the entry walk-in stuff. It's pretty neat. So, uh, yeah, no, dinosaur is good. The good dinosaur is good. Obviously, they're not bringing this dinosaur back, but I would love to have the good, most recent good dinosaur come back to me because mm. what a great film. You yeah. should watch it. It's especially if you like the tech demo stuff. This is basically a walking tech demo. Yeah. I didn't know you could make water like James Cameron should be calling these people. It's real good. Huh? Real good. Um, uh, lastly, the last movie I watched mm-hmm. that I just remembered, yep. um, I revisited How's Moving Castle. My wife has never I saw, seen I could, this I movie. Saw that. Yeah. So you've been, are you going to go back on a anime kick? No, I, I mean, have you seen my neighbor Totoro? Totoro? Yes. That's coming to Cinemark in like a week or nice. two. You should, I'm telling you, you should watch 
I need to watch Spirited Away, I think, first no, to get me into it. You need to watch Princess Mononosuke. Sounds sturdy. Princess Mononosuke is like an action, like that, like just give me give me the mood that you want for one of these Studio Ghibli movies, and I'll tell you which one you want to watch. Death Note. How how's moving cat? Well, that's not, you know. I like the dark. Then then watch Death Note series before you watch any of this stuff. The Netflix one? No, not Netflix. Oh. Everybody said Willem Dafoe would have been a great Death Note guy, the bad the demon person. He was. He is. Is he? Yes. He's he's the dude. Is it animated? It's live action. It's terrible. And Willem it's a in movie. It? It's a it's a movie. It's a series made into a movie. It's terrible. Oh. Well, that's why people shared the picture then. Okay. Yes. Uh <laughs> wow. but How's Moving Castle is more fantasy, yeah. uh, love story. Uh, it's great. My wife had never seen it before, so I made her watch it. Did she enjoy it? She did, wow. uh, surprisingly. Um, but Spirit Away is good, but I would I would seriously recommend uh, Princess Mononosuke first. It's it's really graphic, like like gory for an animated. Like it's pretty graphic. Um, some good action scenes and overall just great movie. I need to. I think I would like anime if I really got into it. Yeah, I, I told I was trying to explain to Caitlin why I try not to watch anime because it is it is like a drug in the sense that it is it is escapism. Yeah, it's so easy. To all get anime lost. or just select all, anime. A lot of anime because it's but not Dragon Ball Z. No, I can't stand Dragon Ball Z. I grew up, I love love Dragon Ball Z growing up, but I have outgrown it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just it's just escapism. It's easy to just get lost in all that stuff. So, my last film. Yeah, and I'm gonna come in with a hot take here. Okay, it's a good film. Really? Yes. Not a great film, but a good film. And I had a ton of fun, and I laughed out loud. All right. And there's a few moments I was like enthralled, like having yeah. a good time. Last night, I went and saw in theaters Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Wow. So you were one of those people. I am one of those people. I gave it wow. three and a half stars. So. It's got a three, I mean, it's got a 3.0 on Letterboxd, which yeah. really it says that this movie isn't as bad as the box office says it is. Um, if you liked the first Shazam, you will like the second Shazam. <laughs> I liked the first Shazam. Yeah. It's a hammy, purposely, hammy comedy superhero film. Yeah. How about a little boy who has adult, who can transform into adult and have superpowers, so it's exactly what you think it's going to be from a humor perspective. Sure. Um, so it was really funny, and Rachel Zegler's gorgeous. That helped, and so is Grace Caroline Curry. That helped, and then Helen Mirren. Oh my gosh, what a babe! <laughs> I was Still? kidding. No, I was joking. <laughs> um, but uh, no, she she was great in the film, and so was you know Lucy Liu. Um, I didn't even realize Megan Good is one of the superhero girls either. I didn't realize. Now seeing yeah. it, it's like oh totally. How did I miss that? But um, no, Shazam Fury of the Gods is a ton of fun. And like my quote for the film, which I hadn't wrote my full review is, is, uh, let me see if I can go back and pull it up. Um, Taste the rainbow, mother <laughs> Uh The little girl says it because so they, in the first movie, they, you know, Shazam, the character breaks the staff in half and then uh, turns out that's the staff of Atlas and yeah. the daughters of Atlas are now coming for this I'm not going to give any spoilers here because okay. there's a big spoiler if I talk about the Daughters of Atlas too much. But um, I don't think. I'm going to look at the Letterboxd. Well, I guess Letterboxd technically isn't a spoiler then. So if, jump, I, say, if I say a character's jump name. Jump ahead but, five minutes. Yeah, so 
the daughters of Calypso are Helen Mirren as Hesper, Lucy Lewis Calypso, and Rachel Zegler as Athena. Yeah. But I didn't know. I didn't look at this first. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised. So Rachel Zegler's character is a new kid at school and meets um, Jack Dylan Grazer's, F- Freddie Freeman's character, um, famous from It. Um, and they like kind of ha- hit it off. But it turns out later, plot twist, she's Athena. She's the youngest. Yeah. You know, whatever. And she was using him to get to his version of Shazam, but she didn't know, you know, you know, she didn't know it was him. Then she realized that, Oh, I like this guy. He stood up for me. Blah, blah. Anyway. Um, so the sisters are trying to get the staff back so they can like, and each of the Shazam characters that in the first movie that Shazam gives characters, uh, powers to, those are the different powers of Atlas. So they're trying to take those powers back by zapping them with the wand, whatever, you know, high fantasy stuff here. So they, they succeed and they get everybody, but Shazam's powers back. And, um, they plant the tree of life in Wrigley Field, or not Wrigley Field. Uh, where where's the New York Major Baseball Stadium? Yankee Yankee Stadium. Yankee yeah, stadium. Uh, out, out in Yankee Stadium. And when they do that, all these monsters in, in like the God Realm, it doesn't birth bad things. That's like these happy monsters birth in the God Realm or whatever. But because it's on Earth, it's not where it's supposed to be planted. It births these like minotaurs, oh, cyclopses, wow. like these flying ghouls all sorts of stuff like that. And they didn't really know how to stop them. And they said, uh, the wizard, Digimon Hansu, whatever you say, who we talked about last week, um, who can't find work in Hollywood. Okay. That guy, he plays the wizard in the first film. Yes. Uh, he said, well, there's the most, they said, what are you, what are these monsters scared of? And he said, the most fearsome beast of them all, ruthless, bloodlust, blah, blah, blah. Like, what is it? Unicorn. So they go find these unicorns and the only way you can get a unicorn to like you is by giving it ambrosia, which is like a nectar of the gods. Yes. Well, the closest thing that they could think of was the little girls like, I got this. And they find these unicorns that are all black, sharp teeth, like these devilish creatures. <laughs> and um, long story short, she throws a bunch of Skittles while they're charging at her and then she, they love the Skittles. <laughs> and when they're charging into battle to go get these bad, these all these other bad monsters, they start running away. She yells, taste the rainbow, mother. <laughs> I about fell out of my seat. I had a great time. Um, it's that kind of humor beginning to end. Yeah, because I mean, they these are kids playing adults. Yes. And Gal Gadot's in this film. Yeah. Briefly. Um, gorgeous as well. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman 2, WWE84 sucks so hard. It's one of the worst films I've ever seen. With a budget, I guess I should probably yeah. add that. With a budget. Like, yeah. the first Wonder Woman was pretty good. First Wonder Woman was great. Second one is terrible. That whole opening sequence in that film, I thought was supposed to be, like, filming a cheesy mall commercial, like some port of plug. But no, that was literally the openings. Like, huh. have you seen Wonder Woman WWE? I have seen it. Don't. It's bad. It's okay. bad, bad. It doesn't matter now. And Pedro Pascal, he was all right. Even his character was... I didn't was know Pedro missing. Pascal was in He's it. the main villain. Huh. Well, technically, it's Cheeto, which was uh, Kristen Wiig. But... Yes. Pedro Pascal is the main screen time villain, but he turns out to just be a I douche. can't believe we lived in a world where Kristen Wiig made it as a DC villain. But what, what stinks about this film is... Shazam. No, he was great. No, I mean like... Oh, Shazam. Sh- yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Sorry, back to Shazam too. So, like with the post credit scene and everything they set up here, I guess Zachary Levi staying in the world of DC? It- which I, I think that's a good call. I like it. And he fits James Gunn. Yeah. Like he fits like a Guardians type role. However, I don't know if they're going to keep him, but then they set this up. It's another one. It's another one of those things that, 
and it's a peacemaker tie-in too in the post-credit scene. So like, and they're keeping Ooh, peacemaker. Yeah. So yeah. now if you don't keep Zachary Levi, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing because they they've changed a bunch. They've cut cut scenes out. They've cut other stuff out. Yeah. But now you have this Wonder Woman Zachary Levi plot future plot thing develop yeah. here and this post-credit scene with a peacemaker future plot thing here so i don't know it really sets you up to have more zachary levi i kind of want to look up the the post-credit just for the peacemaker he's not in it he's not in he's it. he's not in it okay no okay. they invite him to be a part of the justice society of america the people who are like handle him and yes. the peacemaker show um the bigger guy and uh-huh. the blonde girl james gunn's yeah. wife them and they talk about Amanda Waller and they talk about Peacemaker. And Wait, sp- I forget that James Gunn wife. Yeah. So, um, crazy. Yeah. And originally they wanted DC heads wanted Black Adam to be in it, but The Rock said no. So, you know, whatever. No, but Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods, it's a ton of fun. Like, I really like this film. I, I don't love Zachary Levi's rant he went on, which we'll talk about in the news part of it. Like, I think he's just bitter. I think so too. And granted, to his defense, they did leave this film to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. And he can't, you know, Zachary Levi can't do anything about that, which is another reason I think maybe they're not bringing him back. I don't know. I don't know. But this is on, on its own. This is a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this film. I'll buy yeah. it when it comes out. Like, I liked it that much. Like, I had a great time. But it's exactly what you think it's going to be just yep. a blockbuster, feel good family superhero movie. Yep. So it's pretty fun. So, uh, if, if, you're, if you're on the fence about it, don't be. Go watch it. It's a good time. I, I liked it. I love Zachary Levi. And they're making a Chuck movie, I think, which makes me even more excited. I'll wait so, for VOD. Yeah, that's not, that's not a bad call. So that brings me to the end of what I've been watching as well from a film perspective. But bro, bro. Yeah, yeah. Shrinking. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a good show. Like, glad you, you undersold it. me on it. I really didn't know what to. I, I, I didn't know. I'll be honest. Your taste is kind of hard to pin down. It's hard to know what I like you everything, really... but I hate it all. Okay, so just j- dive in then because I need to understand. I am very easy to get sucked into a show. Yeah. But then sometimes I hate it and I'll stop watching it. Mm. Like, shockingly enough, I really like what I've seen of The Bear, but it's one of those shows I could be like, you know what? Dude, I hate this too. The Bear, like four, episode four, five. I'm, we're like on. two or three in. Oh, dude. So you haven't gotten to the birthday party yet? No. Dude, after that, it just takes it takes off. The, the whole it's thing so with the good. bear, I mean, I, me and Abby looked at each other and we were both about to say the same thing. I was like, this is this feels like uncut gems. Like, there's just so much chaos and talking yes. the whole time. I was like, this is... I That's pre- my shit. <laughs> well, I, no, I do like that. I just don't think I was prepared for it. Dude. The, I, so I guess we're talking about the bear real quick first. Me yes, and Abby go, started go the bear. Uh, <laughs> uh, so... And it does. You said it, I think, when we were talking about it weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago. Yeah. This feels like... You, did you watch Shameless or did you... You may have just made the comment that it just feels like you walked right out of the set of Shameless onto this or could be set in the same universe. Uh, it, it, it was said, like, the character... when Because Jeremy Allen... Um, White. Allen White. He was heavily... Liv Gallagher. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's heavy in making this. Um, and I think that was kind of the concept of... It was yeah, this literally 100% feels like he moved out of the Gallagher hood and moved yeah. up the road and is now yeah. a chef. Yeah, I've never seen Shameless, but... That's a JP show. I know. Like You'd <laughs> be all in on like Shameless. I uh, no, so I, I do like The Bear, um, and I actually I really like The Bear, but it's also like, it's one of those weird shows I could just see myself, you like, nah. 
the the bear is one whenever I start watching it, I, I got to start watching it in the beginning of the day because I will more than likely just binge the whole series. That's how I did with this was shrinking. Well, so the bear like like shrinking. It's like 30 minute episodes. They're little bite sized episodes, which I, I'm glad that tell it like some shows need that. Some yeah. shows don't. Yes. Some shows are good for so, an hour. The Patient with Steve Carell, which I was did, another, which that. was another um, FX Hulu. by Hulu. Yeah. Um, but it was still an FX property. Yeah. It, that was a 30 minute. That felt that felt like something to be longer. But yeah. needless to say, the bear it's perfect. Bite sized morsel, yeah. morsels just like it's so good. Um and I can't wait for that birthday scene is one of my favorite one off episodes of that. Yeah. That we season. we did the hard they had the health inspector. That's the one we just oh, did. Oh yeah. It it gets better. Yeah. So I can't yeah, wait. So uh but yeah, no, we do like it. So good. I'm excited. Where have I seen the brother from? Or the cousin. Cousin. <laughs> I like he's a role guy in a lot yes. of films. I think I've seen him also. Yeah, but he's great in it. Yeah, um, I, I love love to hate him. I love um, Fack. Which one's that? The the fixer, the janitor yes. guy. Yeah, Maddie Mattinson. He, yeah, I yeah. can tell him I like him too. Yeah, so. you follow him on Instagram. He's a good follow. Okay, does, does a lot of food stuff. Like food stuff. Yeah, uh, but shrinking, bro. I watched seven episodes straight till I realized it was two thirty in the morning. I was like, I gotta go to church in the morning. Yep. And uh, <laughs> then I came back and finished it. The last three episodes. Um. It's not as funny as I thought it was going to be. I laughed out. No, no, loud. no, no. I was say, but it's still like when I do laugh, like when the com. It's not. It's not like. It's not trying to be funny throughout. It's yeah. not like a comedy. Yeah. It's a dramedy. Yeah. Um. But when the humor hits, it hits. Like I, there's a lot of laugh out loud moments. Like I was cackling, crying, laughing at it. Yeah. So me and Caitlin watched this one together, and I was laughing so much. I asked. I like. I turned to her and asked her, like, "Is it?" Like, do you not like this show? Yeah. Because I won't make you watch this because I feel like I'm loving this way more than you. She's like, no, I do. I well, do. I see, like it. I, we'll, just, we'll talk about this on Thursday's episode. Where we talk about like the state of comedies sure. today. For, for, I wasn't really going to talk about TV, but I actually think TV is nailing the comedy genre better than film is as a whole. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't laugh at a lot of stuff anymore. Maybe it's because I'm desensitized to a lot of the stuff or whatever, you know. But like, this is smart. Drinking is smart humor. Yeah, and it's my—I guess it's my type of humor. Like it's like a dry, deadpan. Yes, but delivered with such somehow quiet tenacity. Like it's, it's, and it's also sincere. Yeah, a lot of a lot of ways. It's. It it's, made me realize I want to be. I need to be a better friend. Yeah, like because I want that close knit group of people. <laughs> like I want to be able to. You know, look at my neighbor taking a piss off his balcony, and while he's doing his best friends. Yeah, you know, yeah. I want to, and then and then just make jokes about it later. You know, yeah, I, I want that kind of stuff, and I have the amount of friends to do that with. I just am a terrible texter, and same man. You know, I just I'm same. bad. At, I'm bad at doing stuff like that. Same, but once I do it, I'm glad I did it. I'm yeah. just bad at initiating it. You know, because we're old now. But then I watch shrinking. I'm like the whole time I was watching, I was like, I have the friends to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but why don't I do this? You I don't know, know man. Because it make it just it's such it made me feel so good. That whole that whole show makes me feel so good. Harrison Ford is brilliant. Jason Siegel's brilliant. Uh, the girl who plays Gabby, I don't, can't remember the actress's name. Because those are the only two actors I know by name. Yeah. Uh. They're both freaking fantastic. And like Gabby, her character T- Tanner said it to me in text message, and I agree with him. She's one of the best characters on TV right now. Yeah, she's fantastic, and I loved. I told him, I said, I need to see Paul and Gabby smash. 
Actually, it's Paul is no. Harrison Ford's character. <laughs> no. Uh, no, you don't. And I um, like Sean, the guy who Je- plays Sean. Jessica Williams is Jessica the Gabby character. Yeah. yeah. And the guy who kid who plays Sean. Yeah. Uh, him, the daughter is also really good. Like, dude, she was like, she was great. Yeah. The whole cast of this it was just such well casted film and or show. And like the neighbors, I love the neighbors. Yeah. Uh, what was their names? Derek and uh, Derek and Liz. Liz. Now, Liz, I've seen in other stuff before. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of '90s and early 2000s stuff. Well, she was. Uh, uh, hold on. She was. Uh, she was in Scrubs. Scrubs. Oh yeah. Yeah. She, uh, what's his name's ex-wife? Uh, no. She, yeah. It was. Uh, what's his name's ex-wife? Doctor Cox's yeah. ex-wife. Switching. Did you see that's one of my news stories? Jordan Sullivan. Uh, yes, I did. I'm very excited about that. But anyway, no, Shrinking is is just so good. So good. So good. 30 minutes. The longest episode is 37 minutes. Yeah. Um, You will have a great time. I promise you. Uh, The first episode hooked me in, but I was like, man, do I want to dedicate to watch another episode or just, you know, stretch it out? But then when I watched that second episode, I spiraled and just watched six, like, rid it off five more in a row. Um, It's, it's great. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, that's really that's all I really have to say about it. Yeah, it's no, just so it, it's it, so good. If you have not seen it, you'd have to absolutely. Yep, it's brilliant. And it it will be around for I would say probably two more seasons. Yeah, this feels like one. I hope they do don't stretch out. So I I disagree. I think they could stretch this out. I think this one this one would be good for a different. So you have shrinking. This one's focusing on Jason Siegel's character. Maybe do two or two seasons, three seasons of well, that. We know what season two is going to be focused on. What do you think it's going to be focused on? Dude, we're going to court. Because of the... the yes. Boop. Yes. Boop. Yes. Well, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And then I'm sure I, I, you're... I'm, I'm sure that's gonna each put, of his characters is going to do something different. It's all going to... Yeah, everything... What's well, going to affect all the different relationships and, and you can't spread that out. Like, And then Harrison you, Ford's character, Paul. Yeah. We're going to see I that think deter- I think they will... That'll be a slow progression. Yeah, but it'll slowly deteriorate. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different plot threads you can go down. Yes. But I would like to see more of early, like a, a Paul-centered one, focusing on pre-diagnosis when he was like mentoring. I think he's just too old for that. Probably, but he's, too old. this is one of my favorite Harrison Ford roles. Like, it's the easiest Harrison Ford, Ford role. It's this perfect, feels the like most. This, this is, some of the funniest parts in this film, or film show came from Harrison Ford. Like some of yeah. the hardest I laughed were deliveries from just the way Harrison Ford delivers some of his statements. I, I truly didn't expect Jason, him and Jason Siegel to hit it off like that. Yeah, their that. chemistry's fantastic. I was, whenever I saw the trailer for this first, when it first came out, I was sold because of Jason Siegel. Mm-hmm. Love him. Too. Uh, his character in this, though, is shockingly similar to Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Like The, yes. dra- the scene yeah. where he's talking to his daughter about the Dracula thing, I was like, he's still working on his musical. Yep. His Dracula musical in this universe. But that's also, like, that was his character in uh, freaking How I Met Your Mother, too. Like, and very similar, and also your f- five-year engagement. Like, it's just kind of who Jason Siegel is. The dude has his niche, and I love him for yeah. it. Is it it's niche great. or niche? I say niche all the time. Ne- niche, niche, niche. I- it's probably niche. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, niche sounds like a food and niche sounds like a bitch. So I'm not, I'm <sighs> unsure. So anyway, yeah. Shrinking. Got to watch it. You've been watching Yellow Jackets too. I have. So don't say anything about season two because I haven't seen it. Yeah. Yet. I, but season one. one it, it was amazing. I told you. I, I, now that you've seen it and yeah. I just rewatched Severance. I said Severance is one of the single best yeah, television yeah. series. And I Yellow Jackets I hold is right there with it. I it wasn't up it's there. It's under it for me, but not. Yeah, I still think 
I don't know. It Yellow Jackets came in strong, but towards the end, yeah, I didn't. I kind of lost interest. Which the which storyline do you like better? The 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 plane crash, mm-hmm. like they're where they're stranded, or the uh, grown up? I don't think the grown up matters unless the plane crash is good. So yeah. I think the plane crash is is great. I have questions as far as timeline. Mm-hmm. But I heard season two's dropping the ball a little bit. Um, I won't. Yeah, obviously I won't I haven't say seen too it. much. Hey, but how's Elijah is, Wood though? He we don't see him yet. Oh, I know he's casted. In yes, it. yeah, but he's not introduced in the first oh, episode. Man. Uh, but the first episode is decent. I don't understand people. I, I've seen like IGN gave it like a seven, and it's, yeah, I mean that's not bad. It's it's not a seven. It's a little bit better. Um, yeah. it kind of sets up. It, I don't know. I don't know what the long term goal is for this series so it's hard to know how many cards they're holding to the ch- holding to their chest on this. Uh, they had a four season goal in mind. Okay. And then a so, spinoff. So there's spinoffs coming. I, I'm tired but not, not, not because of what we've seen so far. Okay so my only thing I'll say is for season two get ready for some Jeff. Jeff freaking rocks. Which one's Jeff? The husband. Uh, oh, Sandra's uh, husband. Cade. From Call of Duty. Uh, the blonde guy? Yeah, Sandra's yeah. husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff is great. Warren Cole, that man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, yeah. You just, who's, your you favorite, who's your favorite cast girl from the... Who's your favorite, ad, I guess, you know, adult slash kid? So, ironically, my favorite kid is my least favorite adult. Okay, who's your favorite kid? The... Uh, shoot, what's her name? You got Shauna... Tasa, Misty, Natalie. Natalie. Nat. Nat's my favorite kid. But she's your least favorite adult, Juliet oh, yeah. Lewis. I just can't. She's like casting. the she's like the like the burnout jerk kind of. She hates everybody. Yeah, she was she's great great value. She's insufferable at the beginning. She still is. Well, I got I, her character, I got a little finally I understood the insufferable part in the beginning but as things See, progressed I was the opposite I, uh, I warmed up to her towards the end rather it's hard it's so crazy to think she was the daughter in Christmas Vacation oh my gosh yeah I see it yeah that's crazy mm-hmm. did you ever see Wayward Pines yes she was in that too yeah she's the one supporting at main supporting actress I don't remember I don't remember Wayward Pines at so, all season I one's it. great uh, uh, Shauna's great though Melanie Linsky yes gosh she's so good I loved her little sis cameo and I Last of Us too, yeah. but yeah, I, Melanie Linsky's taking the world by storm right now. Yeah, uh, well, really the TV space, and Christina Ricci is also really good. Uh, Christina Ricci is is like on another level. Well, I mean, my least Shana, favorite is uh, T- Tessa. Did yeah. I say it? <sighs> I like her storyline, but I just find her character insufferable. I think we're supposed to. Now, I like younger Tessa. I, I like young. Tessa. I think I like older more than younger. See, I don't like older Tessa. Older Tessa gets on my nerves, and she's supposed to. I I'm I'm very interested to see what season two does with her character because I think they'll have to you know obviously answer some stuff. You know who my least favorite teen is though, uh, Teen Misty. Teen yeah. Misty pisses me off. Yeah. Like, yeah. but she's supposed to too. Yeah. But man, she makes me so mad. Uh, I really also like um, who's the one? Well, I can't say that. Jackie. That's the best way. I like Jackie. Jackie, Jackie, Jackie. You know Jackie. That Jackie. Oh yeah. Yeah, we still get some Jackie in season two. Good, I was yeah. hoping so. But I I figured you had to because she was got the biggest contract. Yeah. So <laughs> I figured something would happen. Uh, 
but no, I I really like Yellow Jackets. I'm excited to start season two. Um, so now that you've seen all, have you seen all of Dexter? Yeah, even not, the new? no, not not New Blood. But you've seen Dexter. You're yeah. watching Yellow Jackets. You haven't seen Ray Donovan. And I'll watch Justified at some point. Well, no, 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 that's not a Showtime show. Oh, it's FX. That's right. You starting to see the appeal to Showtime? Yeah, I'm, I understand. Watch, it's just it's just something I haven't. What, had what are you watching to. this on? Uh, I'm watching it online. Okay. Well, I didn't know if you did the Paramount. Yes. Uh, adaption because they have the deal right now. If you bundle Showtime with Paramount Plus, you yeah, get it for it's cheaper. Like three bucks, I think. Yeah. So, uh, no, it's really good. I'm glad you're watching it. Um, and you know, I'm glad to also hear somebody who's watching it that's not a talking head say that season two isn't a total letdown. I mean, yeah, it it there it lost some hype for me, mm-hmm. but overall, so the exact words that I've seen is that are on two or three different reviews of some different reiteration that they've defanged the adult woman. Like they were so vicious in the first season, and then like second one, they're not I, near as vicious. Because there was so much mystique as far as like what yeah. happened. I'm excited for the cult stuff to really take a new. new yes, is that I they think, deep dive into that heavy off from the forget get go. Um, yes, I mean that's kind of where it picks up, and also, I think that's kind of what defangs the the girls is because they're gonna be kind of powerless to all that stuff. So we'll see. Hmm. Yeah, I like I like the supernatural intrigue we got going on over here. Yeah. So that brings us to the news. Let's let's dive in. All right. So we we won't spend long on this one because we just talked about at the beginning with the trailer roundup. Tommy Wiseau's new film, Big Shark. The only reason this is getting made because we talked about how bad it looks yeah. is because this is Tommy Wiseau, uh, and the room is now not just like a bad joke; it's just an infamous joke. So we need another bad joke. Yes, and basically. this looks so bad and. I mean, I'm, I'll go see it if it comes around here. If they if they play this in theaters as a joke, I'll go see it. Okay. Deal? I, if it plays in a theater. I will not go see this. If it I plays at Maiden Alley, you won't go see it? This is not going to play at Maiden Alley. This ain't going to play at Cinemark. I think it'd have a better shot, shot at playing at Maiden Alley because of the joke around it. No, I think But if it, it does, will you go? No. no. If this plays at Maiden Alley, you won't go see it? Nope. Oh, dang it. I'll go see it. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll take the bullet for us. Okay. Uh, but other than that, no, if Tommy Wiseau's new film, Big Shark, just makes me realize I need to finish my screenplay and let's make a movie. I think we could do better out the gate. So, um, well, I'm talking about like script and stuff like that. I don't know how to shoot <laughs> yeah. a movie. But I feel like we could go into 4K cinema mode on my iPhone and still somehow make it look a little better than this looked. <laughs> uh, second, and, and this is a big, 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 big news story. Um, a couple days ago, Sunday, when I was wrote, Jonathan Majors was arrested for assault and strangulation. Yeah. Since then, he's been cleared, but there's a big but next to this. He hasn't been cleared. cleared. Yeah, yes. Well, there's been new evidence or new. They dropped the charge. The charges, but from the police, have been dropped, and now they're seek. The lawyer is seeking an apology from, and like uh, the woman, and like asking, like apparently she's going to recant or something. I don't know. I don't know how much of this is Jonathan Major's power status, but there's a lot of stuff going circling around this right now. Um, the big butt for me around this though, and I sent you a few screen. Did I send you the screenshots? Yeah. So, like, I don't know, two years ago, this dude, maybe three years ago, had this tweet, and there's a lot more that have since come in from like years ago, well, well before the story broke about how, um, this actor who now is like really up and coming in the world of acting, um, like Hollywood acting, yeah, but wasn't like a huge in the play world, like because that's where Jonathan Majors got to start yeah. from was like plays and theater stuff, was like a chronic like hothead and an abuser and like 
was known for the type of stuff that Jonathan Majors got arrested for. And he said, he's on, they all said like only a matter of time before this person gets found out, but we're not going to name names, but you'll see. Well, yeah. this happens and people started finding these tweets and they've reached out to him and they're like, yeah, this is exactly who I was talking about. Um, they said, and this is, they think that this is going to be a snowball effect that now that this has happened, you're going to see a lot of other people come forward. Yeah. Um, obviously that's all subjecture. I don't know. You don't, we don't know. Yeah. I hope it's not true because Jonathan Majors is one of my favorite people in Hollywood right now. And literally, if this doesn't go his way in terms of like, if he didn't do it, he should be cleared and move on with life. If he did do it, though, he deserves all the bad that comes to him. But dude's about to have the world eating out of his palm this yeah. year specifically. So I, for his sake, I hope it's not true. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, what would you find on the news? Well, about I mean, just just today, I mean, they there were two, um, he was arraigned on several assault and harassment charges. There were other, two other women that basically had come forward with written statements, uh, um, basically, uh, sorry, I got no, confused, good. but there, there were some other women that basically had come forward, I guess, to say that they had video footage. That he didn't do it? No. Okay. I, I misread that then. Yeah. So Major's attorney uh, basically said that two written statements from the woman recanting those allegations. So maybe I got that crossed. Yeah, I, I thought that the, it said that like he's going to get, get air quotes, get out of this one, but like yes. some irrefutable it's, proof that he didn't do this. Yes. There's going to be video evidence saying that this did not happen for this to basically. Listen, here's the thing. If you're famous, like famous, like Jonathan Major's yeah. famous though. If you're not like long, like married or like engaged or long term dating, maybe this was a sex thing and she wanted to be choked. No, no, you know, no. And then you just, you just don't do that if you're famous. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you got lawyers and, you know, NDAs and all that stuff for that type of stuff. Then. Yeah, NDAs doesn't mean nothing if you break it. You know what I mean? I'm just, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know either. But if he didn't do it, I don't know. Who knows? And that maybe that's what the video proof. We're going to get Jonathan Major's sex tape to go along with his Oscar nomination it this was, year. No, it, it was something to do with a video, like a, a vehicle, like tape, like oh, apparently because okay. this was out in public or something. Oh, uh, what? Like a bedroom strangulation? No. Oh, okay. No, no. I, I didn't see context. So I just yeah. assumed it was like a, not, I didn't actually think it was, I figured it was something behind closed doors though. Like a, No, this is not like an army hammer type oh, situation. Okay. Oof. Yeah. This there's was, there's this an was ar- a, a every time I get rage. on my uh fire TV downstairs, there's an Army Hammer documentary mini series up right now. Ugh, terrible. Uh, called Eating Army. Uh or something like that. But uh no anyway, um uh, we'll see what how this all goes. I hope I mean self I if he's an abuser, out him, right? You know what I mean? Listen. But I hope he's not I I hope he's not because I love yeah. what this dude does and I think he's got the Hollywood by the balls right now. Yes. Um, I, if this is true, then obviously whatever happens he is deserves. well deserved. Uh, you know Disney shit their pants when they saw this based on like the eight picture deal they signed him as their yes. main villain. You know they were like, no. It, 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 yes, exactly. Did, I bet Bob Iger's on the phone saying, get me two women and make, James Cameron, make me a fake tape <laughs> right gosh. now. Deep fake me a video. I don't. I don't want to even think about that because that just makes me feel terrible about the world. Um, but if Ezra Miller could have a movie, oh gosh, yeah. still still come out and Tom Cruise hyping it up. I wonder I'm if just, he's Scientology. I'm just. I'm maybe that's what oh they offered. God. Maybe that's what they offered Jonathan Majors to get out of this. 
They sent Tom Cruise down there like or he's Ezra going to church. Or yeah. they offered him. Yeah. <laughs> Tra- trade. Show, show up to a class one time. Yeah. You know. Um, but no, it it when that broke, this would have been huge a huge deal. Obviously, this will it, it, you know still a huge deal, but you know we'll yeah. see. Um, uh, speaking of December eighth, that's how long you have to wait to watch Magazine Dreams. December eighth. It's crazy. I mean, that's again another sign of like their position the in train the that this guy was going to be on this year, but now is all going to be. Well, good news is if there really is, well if there really is nothing to this. By December 8th, this will move on. But that doesn't matter because people are forever going to have this perception of him. That is that is what happens with these stories. With they, But the good, they damage controlled this so fast, though. Assuming yeah. this doesn't have more people come out, though, it, I think by December it'll move on. Because he's got uh, two or three more Marvel things and yeah. different projects to come up to this year. So we'll see. Okay. But I think by magazine dreams, it'll be he'll either be outed as an abuser and my my predictions for best actor nominee goes away. Yeah. Uh, and your best picture draft go away. Um, Don't remind me. I already got some other ones though. We're good. Oh you no! Know, you got one to sub out in your oh, honorable yeah. mention. That may be the one you have to sub out. Yeah. <laughs> if this comes true, or everybody will moved on and nothing happened. Came from it. But anyway, we'll see. Uh, secondly, or thirdly, actually, there is a live action Aristocats movie. Being directed by Questlove. I forgot to add another movie. Did you watch the Aristocats? I watched the freaky Aristocats this week. For the first time? No, no, not for the first time, but like, I, I'm not, I'm not shitting you. Me and Caitlin were watching this movie. I, I'll be honest, I didn't watch this all the way through. I Mm. came in a little bit, um, after it started. Oh, I came in well before that started. Okay. Um, but. Everybody wants to be a We were watching that, we were watching that scene and I was like, man, this this would resonate so well if it was redone today. If you were to to elevate the music, which yeah. the music's already great. And I even said, if you had freaking someone like The Roots, I swear to God I said it. And I got Questlove coming you to reject a live action hybrid. To, now what that means, I don't know, because they said hybrid and everything. Around yeah. I, I hope it's not something like... like a, Cats? Uh, well, no, I hope it's not like uh, Lion King or oh, whatever. Oh, gosh, no. I uh, hope it's more like Jungle Book if they do anything like that. But they're going to miss an opportunity if they do not cast um, George Clooney as Tom O'Malley. That dude, like, if you give me, like, because he can sing. And he's got that, he's he's just old enough. I don't know, man. The the accent, it would kill. Watch Aristocats and tell me I'm I wrong. I watched Aristocats last year. Um, tell me I'm wrong. I lowered my rating on Aristocats, though. I found the story to be the movie's over long for yeah, what it is. No, it is. Um, and the story it's you know, I guess that's the biggest thing. It's, movie, it's a story. The movie's over long for the plot. It circles back. Uh, uh, yes, I, I see. The what squeaky you're shoes in that film is some of the best sound design ever, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, seriously. Like I, something about that, I remember that from my whole life. Always have. Anyway, Aristocats. Yeah, they're making a live action one. Quest. I didn't know Quest Love was actually doing this when I first wrote this news story down till this, tonight. Yeah. Uh, so that makes me a little more excited about it. However, <sighs> it's hard to trust Disney live action. Yeah. Whenever you see those words next to each other. It's yeah. Hard to and trust like Aristocat seems like one that's either going to be not just mediocre. It's going to be good or bad. Yeah. So hopefully with Questlove signing on, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be pretty good. So um, like you said, the roots probably is a good pairing for that. Uh, assuming that's who goes with it. And you know, yeah, we'll see, but I'll be cautiously optimistic for that. 
in the same way, I will also be cautiously optimistic um, for the Scrubs reunion movie that is, quote, inevitable, says creator. A Scrubs reunion. Hey. I want this. I'm down. I think that's why we've been getting all these Zach Braff and um, Donald Fajon. Yeah, commercials. T-Mobile commercials. Yeah. And now John Travolta's in there singing in these commercials, too. Like, what's going on? I don't know, but I feel like those actors... I mean, really, almost everybody that was in that series, if everybody was, like, good to sign on, it could pick up right where it left, left off in some in some aspects. Well, you mean scratch the last two seasons. But, yes, but, like, dynamically, like... You can keep Dave Franco. They would not skip a beat. No. Yeah, I, I, I loved the first six seasons of Scrubs, seven seasons of Scrubs, something yeah. like that. I think I own them. Which, Somewhere down did there. you not love the uh, other cameo that you had in Shrinking? Which um, one? The janitor. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, that was good. I I immediately associate him though with um something else. It's another TV it series though. Uh yeah uh uh the middle. That's it. Yeah. My dad. I grew up watching that and like <laughs> my dad loved the middle. Oh but yeah no. Uh you were a Scrubs guy too. So you excited for Scrub potential for Scrubs reunion or you want to let it die? Um. I want to do a rewatch before I make that decision. I've been trying to get Caitlin to, to watch it for the first time. A Scrubs reunion movie actually sounds like the right move rather than bringing sure. the series back. But what know. is what is one that you've seen like a reunion movie? Has there been one that has worked or no? I, oh, so I think that, of, well, I think of like the Sopranos, um, Many Saints of Newark, the pre, yeah, the pre one good, yeah. Um, they tried to do something with his son, and like I, I no, it wasn't good. It, but it wasn't good. Uh, no, I'd have to really think about that. But no, I can't think of anything that I saw that was a reunion movie that turned out to be good. But like adding the final season onto Dexter though was fantastic. Yeah, great choice. That was more. But Scrub, that's a totally different kind of need for that. So I'm not sure Scrubs would fit that for another season. But like a just a two hour, hour and a half film, I think I'd be, I'd be enjoy it. It's, and it's not like a continuation. It's well, well, it is, but it's a reunion. Yeah. So it's not really like a you can make a nice, neat story to make it come back. And I, I have no doubt that they could write an amazing script for this. Mm -hmm. um, we're seeing that with shrinking because yes, you know so those those guys are heavily involved in that. I think Brett Goldstein yep. as well, which yep. is Ted Lasso. Yep. So, um, but yeah, a Scrubs movie season I, I don't know what they would what they'll do but he said whatever. movie specifically said movie okay so, well I don't know we'll, we'll see hey <laughs> jinx oh wow uh, I mentioned this a minute ago next news story Zachary Levi is a little upset about Shazam 2 and he made a TikTok rant about John Wick 4 <laughs> have you seen this no it's cringe bro um he's 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 surprised that people would rather see John Wick 4 over Shazam 2 no um uh, you know, I this isn't copyrighted, so I will show you. It's it's worth it's worth a watch just so you can see it. I bet it's trending too. Zachary Leva. Here we go. Keanu Reeves. If you want to go see John Wick, fucking knock your go for it. I mean, I, I'm not gonna tell you not to. But John Wick's not a family movie. <laughs> So if you're looking for a movie for your family or uh, your date or whatever, or you just want, don't want to get into like hardcore, you know, pop, 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 um, go see Shazam Fury of the Gods. We are a far better film. And those of you who have seen the movie know this. And listen, I love you. What? 
Was this a better film, Jonathan? <laughs> no. <laughs> now, is it a better family film? Like he says? Yes. Taste the rainbow, mother. Yeah. I mean, they bleep it out, but it actually. Mm. They bleep it out? Well, so she says, taste the rainbow, motherfuck. And then it cuts, but they get to the fuck. Yeah. Like it, you hear it. And then like the next sound is a. Yeah. Like it, 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 it they, they snuck one out for a PG 13 movie. Yeah. I get his frustration. They left this movie to die, and he's voiced that multiple times. Yeah. Uh, I, I get why he's frustrated. And then to see J John Wick 4 cleaning up $100 million opening weekend, Shazam barely getting nothing, you know? Yep. Uh, has the. It had a better second weekend than Ant Man did. Wow. Yeah. So that's shocking. And it's not as good as Ant Man in my opinion. Yeah. So uh which you and I are like the two people that liked Ant Man. So um but no, I I don't love the look. I, I think he could have made that same video without throwing John Wick four in it. Yeah. Uh it, it seems like a and I love Zachary Levi. Zachary one like he's kinda like a Chris Pratt kind of character. He's not afraid to say what he thinks. He's kinda conservative, yeah. so good for him without being like a weirdo about it. But I don't like this look. He looks like a sore loser. It's not, it's not for me. So I'm um, yeah. kind, of, kind of bummed about that. You know what else people are bummed about? What's that? A Vertigo remake. Alfred Hitchcock's most famous film. Arguably most famous film. Yeah. I've never seen Vertigo. We need, I, to, we need to watch Vertigo. Oh, I thought you were going to say a Hitchcock interview. is like, please, I don't want to do no. that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. But I do need to watch Vertigo. It's an iconic top 100 film Um, on like, I think that list back there. I think it's up there. Yeah. But, uh, and Robert Downey Jr. is being eyed to star in it. Uh, I don't have any thoughts one way or the other about the casting because I've never seen Vertigo. But Vertigo is one of those like timeless films. I've heard of it, you know, kind of like yeah. a Clockwork Orange, something like that. Like you just don't remake those kind of movies. Um, is this something that uh, Downey's uh, production company has picked up and wanting to do? Because, unsure. Unsure. Okay. I would be interested if like he's being tapped to like just play this role or if he's seeking this out to to do don't know about that either um yeah i know that he's the one who's supposedly attached to the remake and like people listen across the spectrum are like we don't need to remake vertigo no not as much said about downey jr just the fact that this is getting yeah a remake yes people don't think it needs I that because it's a timeless like I don't know what it has. I'm going to find out what the average rating is on oh, Letterboxd. It's, it's average has got to be at least 4.2. 1958, Alfred Kitchcock, 4.2. Holy crap. Dead on. Look at me. Oh, I mean, looking at James Stewart starred in it. So Robert yeah. Downey Jr. does make sense. Just from a actor persona yeah. and look standpoint, that makes, I, I, I think James Stewart and Robert Downey Jr. actually is probably a good comparison. But, People aren't like I said. People aren't upset about Robert Downey Jr. necessarily. They're upset it's about just the, 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 the idea of yeah. remaking this. I so, understand. I, I get it too. Um, it's be cut for but me. The, it'd be the, like remaking Empire Strikes Back. Don't do it. But the point being, though, is with these types of movies, it's it. There's such a minimal amount of people mm -hmm. that have watched this that you're reintroducing. Yeah, a classic. Which whether it does well or not. It's going to get rewatches for the original, yep. which overall is, is it's a win for it. I, I don't care. I personally, for the most part, don't care about remakes. However, I get that you know, in like twenty years from now, people are like, who cares if the remake Empire Strikes Back? Those that whole original trilogy sucks, you know. Yeah. So I, you know, that's just I think you said it like you kind of just hinted at. It. It's just a sign of the times. Yeah. Like eventually, people will want to remake the original Star Wars trilogy, and it will get remade. You know, it will. 
50 years from now, someone will remake four, five, and six, and yeah. it'll be arguably a much better film from a cinematic standpoint. But you know, and if that if that is what movies continue to be, like I'm I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, like if, like, if, I think if it, movies I, are progressively getting better, like that is the point. Like Dawson would be one to talk to about this. He's not on board with this remake of Vertigo. He loves all the Hitchcock films, and he's yeah. younger than us. He's 24. Like he's a Hitchcock fanatic. Yeah, and he does not want this film to get remade. Um. And that's a young person saying that. So, uh, yeah, you know, it is what it is. I, I, I don't personally care, uh, but I get the people who do care because I have films like that at my age right now that I'd be like, don't remake this film. Yeah, I, I, I could I could probably watch. I could see myself watching the original and kind of falling in that camp of like, this doesn't need to be touched. Well, not, and James Stewart and Hitchcock. I mean, both of those names are very iconic. So, yeah, yeah we'll see. Um, next one. Jordan Pills got a new movie coming out. Christmas Day 2024. <sighs> Man, I can't. I tried to find. I didn't see any plot details or anything like that. Which we're getting. I mean, plot details. We I mean, should be getting those pretty soon if he's already got a release date. I. That's just a year, a little yeah. over a year and a half. I mean, his fourth film, Christmas Day. Do we think it'll be Christmas on Christmas Day? I don't know. Probably holiday. What happened to you? My phone fell. Oh, it fell in the crack. It fell in the crack. Eeks. I got it. You might find some Doritos. Nice. Good. We got it. Good. Um, I, I I would be down with him making like a Krampus kind of movie. That'd be great. Yeah, I'll say that. That fits his style. But do you release a Christmas movie on Christmas Day or do you release that in November? After? Uh, yes. Normally it would be, I would think, in November, early December. So I'm not sure when, um, what this film would be, but I bet it's some winter themed, I would guess, yeah. releasing on Christmas Day. Then again, like they released the tragedy of Macbeth, the Denzel Washington Coen Brothers movies on Christmas Day too. Which so. did you ever watch that? Nope. Loved it. I loved it. Okay, we got some things to talk about with the Coen Brothers coming mm-hmm. up anyway. Um, not on here. Thursday for Thursday's episode. I'm just springing it on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you feeling about Jordan Peele's fourth movie on Christmas Day? That gets I'll even more wait excited. Wait till I know more. I mean, the t- a 24 like a December release date's always, you know, telling. As far as the expectations, so mm-hmm. we'll wait and see. Yep. Uh, anything he releases, I'm going to be there for opening day. So if I can be. Uh, next one. Chad Stilisky, uh, the John Wick director, wants to push the Ghost of Tsushima uh, color palette <sighs> to something that hadn't been seen before in Hollywood. Yeah. Ghost of Tsushima is, is arguably the best PlayStation franchise out there right now yeah better than god of war in my opinion um i need to play it now i have a ps5 god of war 2018 it's fantastic yeah loved it i enjoyed ghost of tsushima better you haven't played ragnarok yet well i played it a little bit but i hadn't yeah finished it my ps5 barely touched there's a layer of dust i I see from right here i know you know um anyway uh no ghost of tsushima ate my life away yeah like it looks amazing god of war 2018 ate a good chunk of my life. The first Horizon ate a chunk of my life. The first Spider-Man ate a chunk of my life. The Last of Us, Last of Us 2. But Ghost of Tsushima like, didn't just t- take my time and enjoyment. Yeah. It stole my life. Wow. I loved Ghost of Tsushima. So, and the fact that they're thinking about doing this in like a, a black and white uh, with like very intense uh, color degradation. I can't know what I'm trying to start. Uh, like monochromatic. <sighs> So, uh, we talked about we talked about emancipation, desaturation, yes, that kind of stuff. 
which would be brilliant. Yeah, uh, no, I think I, that would be fantastic. I think there would be there there could be points in that movie where you cut in and out of those and yep. like yeah, that, that this definitely you gotta play Ghost of Tsushima. It's I will. so freaking good, bro. Yeah, it, it, it's good. So I, I'm all in on this film, uh, especially now knowing, especially after seeing the John Wick films in general. So I I know what to expect now. Yeah, I didn't know he was attached to this film till today. Anyway, so knowing he's doing Ghost of Tsushima. Just gets gets me hard as a rock, bro. I'm super excited. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be great, and especially with the color palette too. It'll 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 be a great time. Uh, what I'm not so sure will be a good time though is this Mean Girls musical adaptation. Yeah, I've heard about this for a while. I know it's real, and I definitely didn't know they were casting big hits hitters like John Hamm. Yeah, and I it. mean, dude, dude's got to work. You know, he's busy doing progressive commercials, and yeah. When you're not doing those, I guess you got time for some Broadway action. It's not. It's a movie. Wait. Really? Yes. Why? Exactly. Who asked for this? I not me. This, I thought this was like a off Broadway like. There is a revival. Mean Girls Broadway thing, but this one is said. It said Mean Girls live action film film adaptation adds John Hamm and three others. Okay. Oh. I'll wait and see then. Yeah, I probably won't see. I don't love all musicals, and I like Mean Girls, but I don't think I would like Mean Girls as a musical, to be honest. Um, but one thing I know I do like is Adam McKay, and everything Adam McKay does. And his new film, I like even more. It's called Average Height, Average Build. That's the working title. Robert Pattinson, Robert Downey Jr., Amy Adams, Forrest Whitaker, and Daniel Deadweiler. It's one part serial killer thriller, one part comedy. Yeah. Uh, Pattinson is apparently the serial killer. Yeah. Uh, and Adam McKay's humor, you know, because ever since him and Will Ferrell's divorced, yeah, it's less, that's part of the reason why they well, divorced. I mean, yeah, and Succession, like, Adam McKay's kind of big on the production of that as well. It's still funny His, in a different kind of humor. Yeah, the... Don't Look Up, for instance. Yeah. You know, it's still funny, just in more of a... More of a did you hear that? It did. <laughs> it's too late to be hearing those kind of noises. <laughs> anyway. Something uh, bump in the night. No, no. I'm the one by the door. Yeah. You know, there was a shooting today. Yeah. Oh, I got a text message. Uh-oh. The plot thickens. Oh, those dishes that have been up here forever. Yep. That I've had up here for months. Yep. Abby said uh, she tried to run them in the water, and the, but the spoon was stuck to the bowl. Oh. And she didn't want to miss any more of The Bachelor. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so I got to go undo this concrete slab of... It's from it's from uh, Cocoa Pebbles. I had oh up here from God. months ago. Anyway, um, where are you at with this Adam McKay new film? The cast sells me. Adam McKay is a sell for me all the time anyway. Yeah. And then you add this cast. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. and Amy Adams, Forrest Whitaker, Daniel Deadweiler, Robert Pattinson. I, those are heavyweights in general. So it depends on... Was uh, McKay a part of... The menu. Uh, I think so. Is he a producer? Yes. Yeah, he was the producer. So I I think if you if you have Oh, that, did you see that's one of Nicolas Cage's favorite movies? The just, menu? Yeah, he says in recent years that's one of his favorite movies that's come out. I that's totally believable. Yep. There's no telling with Nicolas Cage. Um but yeah, I I totally could see this being one of looking back at like would this come out this year? Would it be next year? Next year. 
So, yeah, I would have very high expectations going into next year for this yep. movie. Yep, I agree. And you never know with him, too. Like, Adam McKay is always a coin toss if his film's going to get an Oscar nomination. Like, Vice, Don't Look Up. Yeah, and you I, know. I'd be happy to see Forrest Whitaker in, like, a like a big movie. Yeah, I feel like. I mean, the last movie I remember him stuff. getting any sort of, like, big praise for was The Last King of Scotland. Yeah. Which is a good film. Yep. But, um... So that, that brings us to the brings us to the end of our news, which brings us to the end of our Tuesday podcast. Man, it was a lot today. It was a lot today. I mean, I wasn't expecting you to have such hot take. I'm not hot takes, but such a strong opinion on the devil's advocate today. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I lot. loved it. I don't hear no. you get to break down films like that very often. You were passionate about that one. It was. It was. You talked about it like it was a five star film. I know. Like you, I feel like you owe had, this movie a half a star bump yeah, after how you described it. I don't. I won't. <laughs> We're going to move on <laughs> to Thursday, which is our final Terry Gilliam interview with a little bonus Terry Gilliam retrospective. Um, we'll also be discussing the state of comedy and why they aren't very good anymore. Um, and talking about some of our favorites from our f- top five kind of comedies of all time and why they work then. And if they could work now, that kind of stuff. Uh, or, you know, we talked about today like maybe why, why, why tv works and film doesn't and comedies fair either way talking about some comedies um but really we're going to talk about uh or the, for the terry gilliam we watched monty python on the holy grail and jabberwocky to close out our terry gilliam interview so that's what we'll be uh listening to or uh bringing to you guys on thursday uh so if you like what you listen to today you like how we're tickling your ear holes uh making your ear drums pulsate okay Go ahead and uh, go ahead and like, subscribe, uh, follow our uh, podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are there, ready to just penetrate your ear holes. So uh, I, I, I hear I, the unsubscriptions now. <laughs> <laughs> I hear I'm subscribing. All right, this is like ASMR daddy talk right here. Um, oh. So anyway, uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you are, like, subscribe, and also we strive for those fives. Leave us a five star rating. Tell us what you thought. Uh, about our show today. Uh, this has been Mostly Film, your one-stop chaotic shop for all things in the world of cinema. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan. Do I have my other illustrious co-host, J.P. Payton? <laughs> all right, we'll see you all next Thursday. Bye. Bye.